What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming right at you. Real quick, you know what time it is. A word from those fine folks that help keep me in alcohol and bring this show to you week after week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of it Now We Drink. Just dropped a brand new video version. The episode with uh, Yace. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, a.k.a. Osiris. So there are 13 video episodes available now. Go to awd.net slash videos. Once again, that is awd.net slash videos. Check out the video versions. I'm getting them done as fast as I can. Hope you enjoy them. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Final Me Please. Final Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Final Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please as features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, colored variants, and come packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. Can't beat it. Rad vinyl, art, cocktail recipe, what else can you want? Expand your vinyl collection today with Vinyl Me Please. And it's not like regular month clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached. So check it out today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Gamefly. Gamefly.com has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii and 3DS, and the old school systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees. Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. Dudes and dudettes, drinking buddies, video games are expensive. Before you drop your hard-earned coin, Rent them from Gamefly, make sure you love them, or make sure they're not super easy and that you're going to breeze through them in like 10 hours before you blow your hard-earned cash on them. And if you love that motherfucker, buy it from Gamefly for a low-used rate. So sign up today for a premium 30-day trial for free, one game out, shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope for easy returns. No contracts, cancel anytime. That is at www.gameflyoffer.com slash A-N-W-D. Once again, that is www.gameflyoffer.com slash A-N-W-D. Last, but certainly not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. And if it's not already soon to be the number one comedy podcast app on the Google Play Store. That's right, Android users. It's finally available for Droid. You can join us up where the air is crisp. Laughable is the best podcast app. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to your favorite podcasters, comedians, and other personalities. Whenever they make an appearance on someone else's show, boom, right there in your subscription feed. On top of that, Laughable makes recommendations almost every day in-app for new podcasts, comedians, non-comedians. It is the best. And, oh, did I mention it's free of charge? Oh, I don't think I did. That's right. Laughable is 100% free. So go to the iOS store. Go to the Google Play store. Download Laughable today and find funny. This week's guest is Juan Lorazabal, a.k.a. Cool Skull. 
Man is a graphic artist, musician, and an interesting cat. Uh, this one gets a little odd. Juan doesn't normally drink. He is a pretty uninhibited dude sober. He is a super uninhibited dude drunk. So, kick back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking, buddies. now all right here we go here we go fuck we were just having like a real serious conversation off mic and we're like oh, oh yeah. shit we probably should record this motherfucker yeah it was already <laughs> getting pretty deep and we've only been uh in your place for like half an hour or some shit and the best part is like i prefaced it with like oh i don't really want to talk politics with you you got so much else and other shit going on and then we got into it right away. Yeah, and then we started talking about politics, actually. Well, okay, but basically, uh, yeah, let's start. I think that's a good place to start because uh, anybody who knows me uh, personally or uh, on the internet knows I have a strong opinion about politics in a, a specific way. Um, but I, the, re- the thing is that even my personal opinion about politics is starting to feel played out. Like, I'm not trying to say that, like, I do not hold these same opinions, but it's starting to get to the point where when I was a young kid in anime club at the Arroyo Seco <laughs> library, there was a, I was the president of anime club and everyone was, I loved Naruto and everyone loved Naruto, but they loved Naruto so much that it became really creepy and weird. And they were always like wearing these costumes and like drawing all the Naruto things. And I was just like, okay, is this anime club or is this Naruto club? Like, it just it, it bothered me. So the actual, like, the cult of it really irritated me. You're like, I, I'm an individual. I don't want to be yeah. just one of these other fucking weirdos. Yeah, and it's like, I love this for this specific reason, but you guys are fucking weird, and I don't know why it has to be your whole identity in the first place. For, for Okay, so then when it comes to the Trump stuff, like, I support Trump, and I think that... Uh, as, as a person who is gr- grew up in the lower class of Los Angeles and went through the homelessness programs and bullshit and stuff, I think that the people who are the Democrats are doing like a pretty bad job and they need to get the fuck out. And I think the other people need the chance to try something new. And it's going to have some the bad polarity shift in 10 years again. There's going to be that we're going to have to, you know, to, to, like swing it back. I believe that that's how it's going. But guess what? I'm not an expert in politics. Never have been. And I say things to troll on the internet because I think it's funny. But in the end, what I know really well is how to illustrate and how to write music. That, that, and I have expertise in that. And I've been doing it for over a decade and a half. And I, and I have a lot of knowledge in how to execute these types of specific things. You know, So uh, the, what I find it exciting about uh, really actually doing this podcast right now is that uh, you and I both have completely different exciting lives the things that are going on that, that we can talk about that we don't even actually have to get to the point of politics i think i agree i'm no. not trying to say it's like oh it's off the table but i'm just saying like fuck it who cares like it doesn't even have to be an issue no it's not and that's the thing that is the biggest problem in fucking america right now is the crazy tribalism and the fact that like oh you believe something i don't fuck you yes 
that is the problem. I'm not because I can lovingly disagree with anybody. If you're still willing to be my friend, if you're still willing to play Super Smash Brothers with me and like hang out and like dr- drink or chill out and sh- high five me and you know and, re- and uh, reply to my uh, smiley lols at your stories, you know, like just like there's some little friendly things. Like I'm not trying to say that those are the most important things, but if you can just participate and be a friendly friend, what I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that, and you know, and I think that that's because people get this fucking shit in their brain where it's like. Whoa, 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 if you're talking shit about my team, you're talking shit about me by extension. Because they have too much of a connection to that part of their identity. For example, that's why I have a large... I, you know what? I'm going to go out and say it, and this is going to be the most controversial thing I've said. I have a problem with anybody, including LGBT people, if you're like too much about your sexuality, even if you're a straight guy who's like, okay, for example, they say like, oh, you you call a girl a hoe if she has a lot of sex, and a guy uh, a stud if he has a lot. It's like, no, no, no. Actually, like, I no, like I know some guys who are just sluts, and like I know you know. What I mean? And slut shouldn't be a derogatory fucking term. No, no. Well, but what but what I'm saying is like, but when you're actually like an irresponsible slut person, like, and you get got like. Get diseases like I've done it. Like I've fucked around like in a really irresponsible, slutty fashion. I think we all and it had had actual bad repercussions. Like I'm not trying to like shame people, but I'm saying, guess what? The actual reality is that reality will shame you (laughs) with its own diseases and bad life decision leading. Yeah, you have to suffer the consequences of your bad choices. Yeah, precisely. So basically, what I'm trying to say is that like people's identities should rely more on the abilities and skills that they have than their sexuality in the first place. Unless that's or, their only skill. Or <laughs> No, hey, there's that. But but I know, actually, people who do sex work uh, who have a lot of confidence in their other skills in their personal life. You oh, know what no, I'm saying? definitely. A yeah. lot of the sex workers I'm friends with are amazing artists for music, graphic yeah. design. They're... Amazing, just actors. Precisely, precisely. They're three-dimensional people, and that's why generally when porn performers... Hyper-dimensional. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't... I mean, three dimensions. That's... Come on. That's not That's not enough. Well, that, that's just a... No, I'm not, okay. But, it's a, the common parlance of our well, time. Well, I'm not trying to say that sex workers are superior to anyone else, but I'm saying that they're just like... They're, they're deeply intelligent people because... You know, from the first place, you're kind of exiled from a lot of your family, I've noticed, a lot of the time, and or uh, from mainstream uh, forms of entertainment, and uh, so you kind of have to just be like, you know what, fuck it, I, this is what I do, and there's like a no-holds-bars reality to every conversation with people that I've had in the industry, because they're like, oh, yeah, like, what the fuck, I mean, what am I hiding, fuck it, like, let's talk about it, yeah, I did that, or whatever. Like, you've seen genitals go in my genitals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, and it's... This is supposed to be the most intimate thing that happens. Yeah, I'm, fuck it, but, but, for example, and actually, in fact, probably, I think, one of the most, uh, Like my homegirl Sarah, you know Sarah Hildebrand, yeah, she, Sandingus. Oh yeah, Eddie Sandemus. Oh yeah, yeah, Eddie Sandemus. Yeah, no, I mean, she's she's 
gone by her real name for a long time. Yeah, she's been going by her real name for a long time. She's such a fucking awesome illustrator. And I was roommates with her for years. She's fucking cool. Well, that's how we met. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And she was... And now she just is drawing so much fucking awesome, prolific illustrations and just consistently doing it like on a regular basis. And whenever I see her, she's just got stacks and stacks of new drawings. I'm like, holy crap. It's very impressive. She's fucking awesome. That's fucking rad. Yeah. No. And so, all right. But it gets to the point where it's like, you know, everybody, I want everybody to understand this, no matter what your job is, whether you hate it, whether you love it, whether you are unsuccessful or successful or whether you're about to quit and you have another dream, whatever, that thing that you want to do is possible only along with legitimate consistency and really challenging yourself to get better. That's it. Definitely. And I'd like to add, in my opinion, what you do for a living, how you for isn't what fully defines you. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Because y- anybody can design a form of living that, I mean, if you want to, you could phase out of. Like, the whole concept is you build a company, then you sell it, you know, and then you fucking build another company or whatever the fuck. Or you inherit wealth to your children and. You, precisely. Whatever you fucking can do. Uh, but either way, uh, I think that when someone identifies with their job and this isn't just talking about this situation i'm talking about anybody like that's why i say people if you hate your job like because a lot of people in like normal jobs they hate their job and it's like wait just like you don't have to identify with your sexuality you don't have to identify with your job you don't have to say like this defines me my job filing paperwork means that i'm just a bean counter i'm a banker yeah it's like no actually you just learned finance good on you that's awesome knowing finance is really smart <laughs> yeah being able to move around numbers probably means you have a nicer place than yeah exactly see well i never learned about finance as a kid and i know people who learned about finance from their parents and you know what that's perfectly fine i just didn't know well and that's something that fucking school should be teaching people mm-hmm. who gives a fuck about cursive teach me how to balance a checkbook hey what i i actually think that okay I think my biggest political argument... The hats come off for the audio audience. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> I think that my biggest political argument is that we need to change the school system. 100%. We're, and I think that uh, we need to overturn it and start again. And we need to... T- I think we do need to do calligraphy. Why? Because nobody has any connections to the tactile, goal, to the tactile world. It's all digital, right? And although the digital world is really cool, I think if we taught kids in an analog world with calligraphy, uh, then they would have a challenge to achieve. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they would be kind of like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Like I did that, you know? And then if they did even math equations in calligraphy, that would be really interesting. But I think that we need to teach them about like how to balance checkbooks and how to do invoices. Like either like... Start your own fucking business. How to start your own business in high school. I'm sorry, why not? Why not? We could do geometry in middle school. Why not? They're not retarded. They don't have to wait till fucking senior, fresh, or sophomore year to do geometry. No, you can do that shit in fucking elementary school. I'm sorry. I would rather they teach you how to fucking start a business than geometry. Well, no, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, but, but, but what I'm saying is, for example, people need to understand more about math in general. And I think that if they had math in non-math 
based environments, they would get further with educating the kids. For example, using math uh, in forms of music, musicology and uh, composition. How and do you say- feel about them? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, that's but how do you feel about them cutting fucking music programs? Uh, I think that they should cut everything. I don't believe, I don't trust their music programs. I don't trust the school system as it stands. I think that they all need to be abolished. I think that you sh- if you're a student kid right now, I don't care what's going on. I probably shouldn't say this, but you should fucking drop out of school and not go to college and learn from the internet and make friends and be a social butterfly who gets along with people and washes dishes if you stay somewhere for free. And like, you know, if you get drunk, don't puke over somebody's place and just fucking learn things and get better at them and be friendly and respectful and make as much money as possible and protect yourself legally because they're trying to fuck you. They're trying to rape you and they're trying to make you a fucking slave. And what these education systems are right now are doing are making Americans slaves to the system, to the banks. And, uh, and the school sets you up for that. And the school teachers, they don't give a flying fuck. They know that they can't be fired for certain things when they're involved with what they're doing and they just get the heads of the kids. You, they, you don't show up to school. They have a student, co- like a fucking counselor comes up to the house like, oh, where's the kid? Like The truancy officer. The fu- the truancy. See, nowadays, I think it's, the, it's, it's, it's a counselor because I saw like some kid that uh, my friend's nephew was hanging out and he didn't want to go to school and he was recording music with us and we were like jamming out and he didn't want to go to school or whatever. And we're like, fuck yeah, I'm not your mom. you know. And his mom was at work or something like that. And he, his mom came back. She's like, what the fuck? So it wasn't a truancy officer. It was like a school counselor. You know what I mean? But when I was a kid, it was a fucking truancy officer. Right, me too. Yeah, showing up in my mom's house. I'm like, all right, guys, this is a little fascist. I'm sorry. That, that to me, is fascist. If a police officer has to strong arm you to show up to a force-mandated educational system, what the fuck? That sounds like mind control. That sounds like indoctrination. Well, it's finances because... They get budget based on how many kids are enrolled. Precisely. So if your ass ain't there, they don't get paid. Exactly. Hell, they had an episode of The Wire about that shit. Really? Yeah. I've never seen that. You've never seen The Wire? I've never seen The Wire. How have you never seen The Wire? I just, I've, I've spaced on it. I, I think I, I associated with that show 24, and I never saw that either. I was just like, I don't know about No, this. The Wire is far superior to 24. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll have to watch it. Was it on any of the streaming networks? I believe it's on Hulu these days. <laughs> All right, perfect. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. If you have HBO Go, it's there still. I do. I have HBO Go and Hulu. I have all that shit. Yeah, Yeah. watch it on HBO Go and no commercials. (laughs) That's tight. Because it is probably the best crime series ever created. Really? Yeah. I mean, it has its moments of like, really? But overall, over the five seasons, it is fucking phenomenal. Okay. Now, all right. Maybe I'm, I'm I'm a real big nerd. I want to one day start like a whole network of my own with cartoons and things like that. And I've been trying to learn different like writing methods. So for music, there's different methods. Like you go to certain uh, scales, you go to certain BPMs to get certain emotions. Certain you can just kind of like set up the math before the song is made. You're like, okay, I have these planned out, right? And so I learned about stories, you know, for like the hero's journey and things like that. But one thing that the I want to learn is a method to write crime mysteries. Because those are so cool. And I know that's like it's such a mystery. Like, how do you fuck you do that? What do you think is the most important thing of, in a mystery? Having a compelling mystery in the first place. Oh, so like the fact that it's interesting. Yeah. Because if your mystery is like, 
who shat on the floor, <laughs> how are you going to get people engaged? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. You have to have something bigger than life that they're investigating, that they're trying to discover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to have compelling characters. You have to have compelling antagonists. Your protagonist is only as good as his antagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because who gives a fuck about Optimus Prime without <laughs> Megatron? Hey, yep. Or who gives a fuck about Qui-Gon Jinn without like Darth Maul? I'm sorry. like, And I know that was one of the least favorited Star Wars movies to some But everyone period. cared about Maul. But Darth Maul was so tight. Like They even brought him back. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> fuck Solo. Oh my god! I just I saw part of it and it was pretty cool. I didn't have that much of a reason to dislike it, but I just walked. I just got bored of it, you know. Uh, okay, I have a bunch of reasons. <laughs> so we're just gonna say real quick: spoilers on Solo. If you haven't spoilers seen spoilers on Solo, fuck you if you're a bitch and don't want to deal with spoilers. Fucking watch a movie, learn how to deal with it. It's been a year already. Fuck you. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay. First and foremost, shoehorning in fucking Amelia Clark's character, like who the love interest. Oh, I'm Khaleesi. So, Khaleesi. Oh shit. I I think I like was like doing something like I got bored of it must have gotten okay. bored of it midway. Well, in the beginning I, think I finished it. Like, say, I didn't I didn't know that Darth Maul was in it. Some friends were telling me I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like I saw that shit and I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that either. Okay, wait. But so Khaleesi's his love interest. Yeah, like they go to escape in. together and they don't escape. Oh my god. Well, like, he escapes without her, leaves her behind. <laughs> and then all of a sudden on this run later on they're reconnected, and she's a lieutenant in this criminal organization. And this criminal organization sends him and Woody Harrelson to pull a job, and then sends her with, huh, you're sending them because they have plausible deniability, because no one knows who Solo or Woody's character are, right? <laughs> and then you send your fucking lieutenant with them? Why would the lieutenant go? Because you need to have the love interest there. Uh, oh, so... so- it's so bad she doesn't have much of a reason to be there in the first place, and she's just there. Oh, and she so she's just there without much of a reason to be like, there in the first plot place. Plot wise, the the bad boss is like, yeah, go with them. And then oh my god, in the theater I'm screaming like, why <laughs> you're sending these people? Because if they're caught, you can deny you know them. That you deny you sent them, and then you're sending your lieutenant with them. <laughs> the fuck? Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh. No. We are all sorts of party fouling. Damn it. Part, I'm, please excuse me. <laughs> For the audio audience, Juan has overpoured his Coke and is now cleaning my floor. How I've always wanted a guest to clean my floor. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. As long as it didn't get the laptop, I don't give a fuck. All right. So as I was saying, <laughs> that was fucking stupid. And then you add in that it's a prequel, so there's no real fucking stakes. You know Han Solo's making it out of there. Yeah, so there's there's no chance that he's going to die. So every time you, you set it up that he's going to die, you're like, nah. Nah, he's going to be fine. It's obvious. And then they just added stuff like, oh, here's your blaster. Oh, your name's Solo because you have no people. Like, it was just. Oh, it's like, oh, so that's how he got that. That's how that happened. Yeah, just like. Like it was masturbation. It was just so bad. It was fucking bad. If it you would swapped out the character Solo for anybody fucking else. What I'll say about Solo in defense of it is that uh, it at least was exciting visually. Where Rogue One and the what is the there's another one before that Force Awakens. Force Awakens. 
Those bored the shit out of me. And I saw them in theaters hoping to see a great film, meaning I saved up money where I'm totally broke and I'm like on my last dollars and I'm like, you know, I got 25 bucks to take me and my date out. Let's fucking see this because I really desire to see this movie. And they raped me by giving me a terrible film. Like it's, it was so boring and uh, masturbatory and uninteresting and the new characters weren't even compelling i didn't whereas solo was at least exciting i was like okay he met with a wookie see i didn't think it was exciting because there was no no stakes yeah that's true i get that and i get that spoiler well spoiler if you haven't seen force awakens whatever like the movie's like fucking three years old <laughs> fuck that movie fuck it the how many times awakens is so bad how many times can you do, redo a new hope <laughs> Please stop redoing A New Hope. Just come up with new characters. Like, oh, hey, this hasn't worked for us the two times before, so we're just going to make it bigger. And on top of it, on top of it, I'm sitting here thinking this is, I mean, this is just silly on my part, but the Empire fell, right? Yeah. So who's funding the new, the First Order? They're no longer the government. Who's paying for this? Who is funding? The, there's no taxation for them to pay for this. Jar Jar Binks. Darth Binks is paying for this shit. <laughs> but seriously. Dude, you no, know, you're going to think I'm... Okay, I'm not going to go Alex Jones on you, but... Jar Jar Binks is the fucking Master Sith. Master Sith or not, he doesn't have a fucking unlimited wallet. Who paid for the Star Killer base? Oh, oh, who paid for it? That's yeah, that's actually a good point. Now that I think about it, they're not that. the government anymore. You know, okay, okay, because you're right. Let's say the Darth Binks isn't real or is real. Doesn't really matter because actually, who funded? Right, that's who, a good point. Who paid for? Because now the, that I think, holy shit, it the does, empire, it's a plot hole. Yeah, the empire was the galactic government. Yeah, they might have been evil, but they were the galactic government. So they have all these planets and all these people give funding them. Uh huh. But the, then when they don't become the government... And they when they're no longer the government, who's paying for this shit? Well... <laughs> that was my first thought. Was like, okay, but here's the thing. Don't think about it. I know. It ruins things. I, no, okay. No, I've been following with my friend Chris around the corner. Actually, he kind of lives around the corner. We've been, we've been kind of like hanging out and do co-working because he's also a visual effects kind of guy. And, and so we work on commissions together. And we've been following... Uh, these Jar Jar Binks Sith Lord, uh, really, I mean, conspiracy theory like groups and things like that, uh, pretty closely. And it, it actually it seems like they're actually about to reveal it only because the the sales are dropping so hardcore, you know? Well, and, yeah, because they're. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait, wait. So here, here's the thing that really gets me to fascinated with the point that I think it might be true. Um, Disney owns it now, right? And Disney's in control of the story. And before they sold to Disney, they were doing a lot of story development for a video game that never got made. And a lot of the characters continued onto the new video game. A lot of things continued into the new show, The Mandalorian, that's going to be released. But one of the interesting points is that they, Disney officially released three books that are supposed to take place in the chronology of the Star Wars universe. 
And at the very end, there was this character of this kid whose ears were cut off and seemed a lot like a young version of Snoke, okay? And this is in the third book of their new books that they just released. And this kid meets Jar Jar Binks. And Jar Jar Binks is like a clown at this river, like this place where this orphan kid is just hanging out. And he's like some street kid wanderer without a family that was like tortured and just kind of like is hanging out. And Jar Jar Binks is like, ooh, Mr. blah, blah, blah. Like, I teach you how to do these tricks and we make lots of money, blah, 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 you know. And it's trippy. But it seems like they're preparing you for it. Like, that, that guy Snoke that they were giving us could have been, like, taught by Jar Jar. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not opposed to this theory. I think it's... I, okay, okay, personally, I think that there's only one thing that Disney could do to rebuild the uh, integrity of the Star Wars universe. Oh, I'm all ears because I don't think they can. No, okay, the, okay. The one thing that they can do, the only thing in my book, as uh, I, whom I consider myself the expert cool skull on this topic, because <laughs> uh, dude, I'm a big, big Star Wars fan. When me and my little brothers were homeless on Hollywood Boulevard, we fucking literally went out during the Star Wars Episode Three premiere and sold a bunch of Star Wars fan art on Hollywood Boulevard and bought our tickets to see it at the fucking Vista Theater, like, during the night of the opening. Like, we were, we're real big fans, right? And I've obs- we had, like, encyclopedias about the Star Wars universe. I've, like, obsessed about And there's a lot bigger nerds than me, but I am a, such a huge Star Wars fan. And I think that the only thing that they can do to revive the Star Wars fandom is to actually bring back George Lucas's original idea of making Jar Jar Binks the leading evil Sith Lord. But as an interesting new bad guy, because guess what? They haven't brought in any fucking interesting new bad guys. Any. Well, here's my big problem with The Last Jedi, which was... Oh, my God. They just went to undo everything they did in Force Awakens. Yep. Like, hey, guys. It's over. You... (laughs) You can't be consistent for two movies. Seriously, two movies you can't be consistent. The prequels, despite their flaws, were at least consistent between the three of them. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The people come talk shit about the prequels mostly just because they're cheesy. Oh, they're That's cheesy. It. Well, uh, there's a couple things I got problems with the prequels. No, okay, yeah, but 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 here's the thing: the new ones aren't just cheesy; they're shitty. Oh, I agree. And they're badly written. Oh. Hey, I just pointed out, who's paying for this? <laughs> no, yeah, but but what I'm saying is the old ones, they're badly written. The lines are bad. It's goofy and cheesy. But like you at least get the story. And guess what? You get gratifying bad guys, gratifying evil villains who are cool and fascinating. And they have their own like in planets and species. And it's always like every movie you're like, wow, that's a whole new aspect of the Star Wars universe that I've never heard about. But they don't fucking do that anymore. Hell. They managed to make Boba Fett the biggest chump in all of Star Wars seem like a bad oh motherfucker. Oh my god, exactly. And he just fucking falls in. Like what? And then now they're gonna Oh, I don't know. It bugs me. Now they're okay, the, now the, even the you heard of the Mandalorian show? Yeah, I heard about it. I'm fascinated with it. It seems interesting. But I'm sorry. 
how are you going to bring up a character that is so closely resembling Boba Fett without addressing Boba Fett? I'm sorry. Boba Fett is one of the coolest fucking characters in all of the Star Wars universe. Who dies like a chump? Dies like a chump. Boba Fett fans want to see Boba Fett's story. And Boba Fett fans don't want to see fucking Mandalorian. What the, who the fuck is this? And that's fine that they're doing it. I'm going to watch it anyways. But you can't just have the most interesting character you've designed die like a bitch in the real movie, the, one of the old school real movies, and then never really explain what's going on with him in like a film, like in a... No, you guys should have done that before you did Solo. You should have done that before you did the, the, the Rogue One no one gave a fuck about any of the characters in Rogue One. I did. Who? The girl. Who? The, the lead girl. I can't remember her name. Why? Why? Why was she interesting to you? She had motivation. You know, her father was the Death Star scientist. Like, Oh, I, yeah. Okay. You know what? That's that's a good point. That's the, definitely a heartstring to pull. Yeah, they did a good job pulling that heartstring. They right. pulled that heartstring. The I, characters, because none of those characters were in New Hope, you didn't know exactly what was going to happen with them. Yeah, exactly. You you basically made expendable characters. I am a big proponent of movies don't necessarily have to have a happy ending. That's true. That's true. Okay, my biggest problem with Rogue One is... I, all right, I'll be honest with you. They're quite vapid problems, but I don't like humans. I think that if I'm wanting, watching a Star Wars film, I don't have to deal with your fucking diversity, LGBTQ, like racial diversity shit. I just want to see aliens. I want to see robots and aliens and maybe humanoids, humans that are part human Alan, and weird. Uh, Alan uh, Tudyk's fucking robot was great in that. All right, the robot was smart and funny, but why? Like they're always they're bringing in this Buddhist monk Asian guy and that, his like. You know homie. why that? You know why the the monk was there, right? Why? The Chinese market. No, seriously. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. You're you're right. But then they have that fucking overweight Asian girl too in it. And well, I was just like, wow. You know the monk is actually like a Chinese action star, right? But he should have been a more interesting character than just like a racially he was specific there. character. He was there specifically to pander to the Chinese market. And which is why I think it was silly. Oh, I don't that, disagree. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why I'm like, no, no, no. It should have been at even if you have an Asian guy in it, give him a cool costume. Give him a cool outfit. Like, what about like a weird thing where you only see part of his face, you know? And he's like not quite. Give him Forrest Whitaker's outfit. For okay, some other fucking outfit than just some like obvious racial pandering bullshit. Because you know you're trying to like push diversity, but you're actually p- pandering to stereotypes, and it's pathetic. Especially when Star Wars is supposed to be well designed and fascinating. I yeah. think. Yeah, no, that's it's poor I writing. I think. It's poor writing. It's putting business in front of the art. Oh, yeah. Yep. And exactly. That was, that was definitely a weak point. But I th- thought Rogue One was fucking garbage. See, I enjoyed... Total garbage. I enjoyed the fact that they plugged a bunch of New Hope's plot holes. Eh, all right. I'll give it that. That was fascinating because it plugged into New Hope. But I, I, I still thought it was kind of like garbage and, and like... And the whole point where she was like there at the very tippy top of this thing and like putting the little USB stick in the thing. I'm like, what? No, like, are you fucking kidding? Like, you guys are just masturbating right now. Dude, they're hacking the Gibson. Oh, God. It was just. Come on. It wasn't a Star Wars movie. 
It wasn't a Star Wars movie. And it did not feel like a Star Wars movie at all. No, it felt a lot grittier than a normal Star Wars movie. It actually felt grittier. I'll say grittier. But I'm saying, when I'm looking into sci-fi, I want fascinating aliens who I've never seen before. I want to be brought to a new world. So you want to watch Kirk Buck? Kirk Buck? What's that? Like Star Trek, the Kirk fucking all the green. Oh, my God. I Okay. I want to make porn with really sick prosthetic outfits and like like i don't even give a fuck if there's sex involved i want like you know like even if it's just a guy with like you know a completely fake alien dick it doesn't matter or a girl with an alien dick you know like but the thing is like a fake alien dick would be more interesting than even seeing a human dick in the I, first place i have think have you seen wood rocket strokemon wood rocket strokemon no i have yeah not. they did a pokemon parody where <laughs> Like, Wood Rocket did some really cool shit. Apparently, didn't they do the uh, the Simpsons parody? Uh, I don't know or if the Leroy Family was, Guy one. I don't know if Leroy did that. Leroy may have done those not as part of Wood Rocket, but I think he may have done those. Uh, some some other thing. I don't know. I know Sarah was in uh, Simpsons. The, the Simpsons one. That shit was hilarious, and I definitely masturbated to that one. I'm sorry, Sarah, if you're watching. Yeah, I love you, but I definitely jerked off to that. Oh my god! I I think I have seen this Pokemon Wood Rocket one. <laughs> That's yeah, I just showed him a screenshot from Strokemon. <laughs> ah, Strokemon. <laughs> With, uh, I love that. Shit. My That's friend so Rizzo hilarious. Ford is a uh, Dikachu. Dikachu. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh man, I I really think it's funny to see the parody porns. Like what is it? there was an Avatar one that I saw a clip of. Oh, yeah, there's a uh, Game of Bones. Winter is coming. Wait, did you ever see that really creepy E.T. one? Where there's like no, a, I never saw that one. Oh, man, it was a meme back in the day. Like, It's not even really like a porn industry thing. It was like a creepy, weird VHS tape kind of a thing. You, you ever look, look up the creepy E.T. porn? It's hilarious. And some My computer's about to get all the viruses. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there might be. Uh, but there was some musician that i knew back in the day that was like making beats and some lo-fi hip-hop beats and he used clips from it to like make the music video and i was like oh that's so funny where'd you get that blah, blah, blah. but that was like back when i was all into 4chan and all that oh shit. god yeah that's it that's it ah this guy's like fucking a, a whole person dressed in an et outfit and et apparently has boobs oh yeah it's a bitch et she's got all big old boobies and a leather pussy that's so weird. <laughs> and what's even weirder is someone busted a nut to that. Yeah. I'm not here to kink shame you, but that's not my cup of tea. Oh, I definitely busted a nut to it back when I was like 17, 18. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Why not? That's hilarious. And I, I mean, shit, man. Like, I, I even have like, you know, kind of a fantasy of like fucking visions where I got like a big old alien costume on. You know what I mean? You like, just want that girl from Total Recall. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. This is the three titties. <laughs> the three titty Total Recall chick. There's like an action figure of her somewhere. I want to I want to collect that if anybody got that eBay shit. You know what I mean? Send me my PayPal. PayPal.me backslash cool skull. That's comic ruler at yahoo.com. If you want to send me that shit to get on eBay, the action figure of the Total Recall bitch with three titties. Hell yeah. Someone should make that a sex <laughs> toy. Like, make that a sex doll. A three titty <laughs> Total Recall sex doll. <laughs> I would, if I had money, I would pay like 
12 grand for someone to custom build me a total recall sex doll yo i want to keep her like in that house yo real doll can you make me one with three tits <laughs> yes that'd be so sick <laughs> I'd, I'd even like airbrush the face to look just like her and shit. oh no if you're spending real doll money you they'll do the face for you they better oh, hell yeah they better do that shit if i'm spending 12 grand for the dude that'd be so hilarious oh my god have that'd you ever like piece. actually uh Played with a real doll? No, no, they never. They're fucking heavy. <laughs> Heavier than a real person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like That kills it, though. I mean, they're fucking it. dense. If I were to like manufacture real dolls, I'd want them to be like human weight or, light, or lighter. Oh, man. That, that's really hilarious and creepy. I'm, hold on. I'm trying to pull out the exact weight. I mean, it's been years. They may have perfected the technology since last time I played with a real doll. Oh, did you did you actually fuck a real doll? No, this is at ABN. Oh, nice. So they have you know display models, and I'm just like, look at me and the real doll. You were really bad at pouring coke. Well, fuck it. I spilled it myself at least, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get it on your table at all. So they make ones with magnetic faces now. Magnetic? Oh. Ooh, that's creepy. That's <laughs> really weird. Because what? Like, I don't have magnetic energy pulling towards my away from my face while i'm fucking a real human you know like i don't have that why would it even need that in the first place that's disgusting i would that's more disgusting than it, what magnetic faces what the fuck what am i putting glasses on i this think bitch? that's like magnetic swap you can swap her face out oh like the faces are switchable with ma- oh that's that's <laughs> you're like i changed my mind oh never mind Today I'm fucking Angelina Jolie. Today I'm fucking an alien bitch. Today I'm fucking a robot cybernetic human. <laughs> uh, just do it up. Like do all of Brad Pitt's exes. Like I did Angelina. I did Jennifer Aniston. I did. <laughs> oh man, I definitely want an Angelina Jolie face. <laughs> Holy shit! So I'm, I'm like- I want Trinity from the Matrix face. <laughs> Oh, Carrie Ann Moss. And then you can make them between 4'10 and 5'10. <laughs> That's a good top. <laughs> okay, by the way, I would date a tall girl. I'm pretty tall myself, so I would go out with a tall girl. But I don't know. I just never really hit it off with a tall girl. I did hit it off with a tall girl one time, but then she never hit me up again. Boo. Did you get in and in? No, I didn't. But I did smooch her at Sunset in Vermont Station. And she remembers, and she, you know who the fuck I'm talking about, Denise. So fucking cool as fuck. I miss you. So they may have just changed the weight on these motherfuckers because body type D, which is five six, hundred to one hundred five pounds, <laughs> thirty eight, twenty four, thirty eight, double D's. That's funny. Shoe size number eight. Wait, so you couldn't go bigger than double D for uh, the titties? B. Oh no, you can do F. Wait, what? They got to make the titties removable with magnets too, though, because I want. Sometimes you know you want big titties. Sometimes you want little titties. You know, you got to buy new ones. <laughs> that's how they sell you a new one. <laughs> Just like iPhones, that's like that's how they sell it to you. <laughs> that's how they make you get a new one. <laughs> like oh, that's oh, funny. You want little tits? Buy another doll. <laughs> Oh man, that's the shit. They, they have to have the planned obsolescence. So you know, you get bored of it, and you want <laughs> you want the other one. When you fill it up with too much cum, you got to buy a new one. 
I don't even want to think about cleaning one of those motherfuckers. That would be really creepy to clean out one of those things. I'm just imagining, like, I, I, it used to have for a second that, what is it? The, the pocket, flashlight? No, 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 not a flashlight. It was like a pocket rubber thing that you would, like, have, like, weird little silicone teeth in it. And you would fuck it. And, and, like, my ex would, like, rub it on my dick. Or she gave it to me when she was going on a trip. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's do this. And and that thing, like, wore out after, like, a week or whatever the fuck. But washing that was gross. I was like, why the fuck am I doing this in the first place? Like, it's cool to use for a second, but also it's like when I'm washing it, I feel You're shameful. Like yeah, that's why fucking tissues and napkins are superior. You're like, oh, <laughs> I'm done with this. I never have to see it again. I am not circumcised. So masturbating is a lot easier <clears throat> when you don't have to have like lotion and shit like that. So it's like, fuck it. I'll just masturbate and then come in like the toilet. Or come on my hand and then wash it off like with a fucking thing. It's easier for me than having to wash some weird silicone extension of my body. Apparently, you can put those things in dishwashers. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. I would not put that shit in a dishwasher. I eat my food. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, hell no. Why does all my plates smell like eggs? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So bad, oh. yeah. But this is like whatever, man. I don't know. I just, I'm not. I, to... I have something that I should give you after the show. What? I have an alien flashlight that is still sealed. <gasps> Can I fuck it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not here. <laughs> oh my god, that's so hilarious. Yeah, no, because I okay, I fantasize about being an alien and having sex with juggalettes. Have you ever banged a juggalette? I mean, yes, actually. Yes. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, no names, but yeah. Well, no, I don't want names. Name The name isn't relevant. If you're like, Janine, everyone's like, who? Yeah, yeah exactly. it doesn't matter. No, 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 You're no, banged no. a juggalette. Yeah, I banged a juggalette, and it was pr- pretty fantastic. Did she say whoop whoop when she came? No, 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 no. She, she wasn't like an active. She was like a type of person that like f- f- experienced life as a juggalette and wore clown makeup every day, but was not like... A juggalette fan. Do you know what I'm saying? So she doesn't like ICP. She just is down with the clown. No, 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 no. She is even. She actually was even to the extent like as a fan of ICP, but wasn't like. Do you know how I said like about like the Naruto thing? It became annoying. You know, she's like no, I like she's not like like yelling whoop whoop every day, but like she definitely wears clown makeup all the time. Like definitely like has this certain identity, but it's more of like a personal identity that is also connected to ICP. Do you know what I mean? I'll get it, Not I'll get necessarily. It. Yeah. So th- I'm still disappointed. She didn't say whoop whoop. Yeah. She no. Can. No. No. She did. No. She didn't say whoop whoop. But like, I've been actually thinking about uh, starting a porn channel where I just like fuck girls as an alien in costume. Where I don't even have my dick out, but it's just like a prosthetic silicone dick, and I'm just oh, fucking. Just girls. get one of those bag dragon toys that lay eggs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just start laying eggs in but, girls. But, but I fuck girls only with clown makeup on. And you can choose your clown makeup, but you can only have clown makeup on. Aliensandclowns.com. Aliensandclowns.com. Hold this on. Is, let's get that URL right now. Aliens and Clowns. This is a fucking business meeting right now. <laughs> Aliensandclowns.com is not taken. Oh, shit. Dude, you. I will pay you back for that domain. You got to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. That's, that is the best domain ever. And all, and all I have to do is like, you know, like I, well, what I want to do is like, I actually want to get on like full on 
silicone costume makeup and like it'll probably cost me like about 200 bucks and like some materials you know and i get a fucking silicone dick hands mask you know and then it's like all these like it's basically like pov porn with like lighting but it it's aliens and <laughs> juggle egg girls <laughs> and my dick isn't even really getting sucked or it could even be another person in the costume it doesn't even have to be me like i don't even give a fuck I just like I just think it would be fascinating to have like a Pornhub channel where that is what's going on. I don't even need to be in it actually. I just think it would be fucking hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> where is it? 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 Where are they? God damn it. I'm looking for a bad dragon toy that lays eggs cuz they they lay <laughs> eggs. They have ones that lay eggs. What's bad dragon? Uh so they make Sex toys like that. Oh, sex toys. <laughs> well, no, 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 what I'm saying is that I like I have experience with like latex and silicone and like making monster costumes because I used to live at a monster factory. Yeah, but I'm saying they're dildos lay eggs. They lay silicone <laughs> eggs inside people. That would be really fucking hot. I'm trying actually. to find one of the... I got to connect with this company and be like, yo, guys, okay, we got to get an alien, a green monster reptilian alien dick fucking laying eggs and bitches right holy now. shit but i didn't know they made wearables now like these are ah! chiefs to put on your own dick oh wow they're like outfits for your wiener yeah wiener costumes that's kind of sick that's actually really fascinating i gotta be honest with you yeah those are new <laughs> that is uh yeah but once you get a mold all you have to do is find out the right materials that are you know hypoallergenic and healthy for bodies and things like that then all that's all you got and you can just fucking make dildos like actually i've been thinking about getting into the dildo industry just because i've actually have experience with latex and costumes and like mold making and things like that it's like fuck it why not like that'd be fucking hilarious do it i actually i've yeah i've never fucking done it but i don't know why not a lot of money in it i mean is there a lot of regulation involved no, I can't imagine there's that much. Really? So I could just probably sell like a, you know, 8 to 18 plus fucking on a website. Just no, out at Hollywood and Highland, handing in people's hands like their CDs. <laughs> I could probably sell a lot that way. That'd be so funny. <laughs> just like, yo, buy my mixtape, buy my dildo. <laughs> yo, buy my dildo, bitch. And, and the minute they grab, like, that's $10 or whatever you're trying to like, oh. Wow, an alien dildo. <laughs> I could imagine that would, that would be a very lucrative business. It could be. Oh, that's... You, you would definitely stand out at Hollywood and Highland. <laughs> Especially if you're in your alien sex costume while you do it. Yeah, that's the really cool thing. I really want the alien sex costume to be like... The, well, I want it to be my public live performance costume. You know what I mean? Like, Actually, I'm working on basically a persona where I don't have to be me at all anymore i'm just gonna be like i'm kind of a domestic person you know i'd like to make a lot of money and just have land and be quiet and shut the fuck up and never talk to anyone but i know that there has to be some sort of persona interacting with the public so i'd really like that to just be a cartoon character i'd really like that to just be an alien monster with a costume like a fake thing like the gorillas you know it's not even me anymore and uh, yeah, they're fucking, they're going to look at this video and be like, that's when he said he was going to do it, you know, but like that's, I'm planning it because hey, that's fine. Corey Taylor took off the mask at some point. 
Exactly. Except I've been, you know, Corey Taylor without the mask, like for most of my life. And now I'm going to go be Corey Taylor afterward. <laughs> hey, he was Corey Taylor without the mask for a long time, too. Yeah. Stone yeah. Sour existed before Slipknot. Oh, really? Yep. So he was in another successful band beforehand. Well, Stone Sour wasn't successful till post Slipknot. <laughs> but here's the thing Slipknot was a created band. Like, uh, Clown owned a club in Des Moines, Iowa, mm. or Davenport, one of, the, one of those D Iowa towns. And he formed Slipknot. He took all the best players from all the local bands to form Slipknot. That explains a lot. And Iowa, in Iowa, right? In Iowa. And then whenever a national touring act would come through his club, he'd make sure that Slipknot was booked in front of them. Oh my god. They're completely a manufactured band. That explains a lot about Slipknot specifically. I and specifically towards the advent of not liking Slipknot. I'm sorry to say this. I am a very big fan of corn. I'm a very big fan of orgy. I'm a very big fan of many generalized new metal bands around that time. The reason I do not like Slipknot is not for their slight emo tinge later into their career, um, which I also have a... A, a gripe with corn and i also have a gripe with orgy for being going a little too emo you know it bugged me and even that's why i don't like lincoln park because they're too emo for me but i i do also appreciate lincoln park the reason i don't like slipknot is their most of their music is hardcore albeit but too repetitive it's too much of the same shit. It's too much of like, okay, now it's time to go really hardcore. Like it's just, there's no changes and like the part and then they're like, okay, now we have like a hip hop part. And it's like, but then it goes right back to the same thing. It's like, if I was just like at your live show or if I watch your live shows on YouTube, which I love live shows on YouTube, like, and I'm not just going to dismiss it because of studio audio. I'm going to dismiss it because I think that the performance is bad or whatever. Have you ever seen them live? I don't know, man. But I just never like their fucking records. I never like their live performances. That I've See, never I've seen, seen them real live. I've, I've seen never them live. seen them really, really live. I've seen them live in an arena, and I've seen them live like outdoor venue at Ozfest. They put on a fucking amazingly kinetic live show. Really? Yeah. All right. You know what? Especially in the arena. In the arena. I'm they, talking shit. That's rude of me. I, they're, they're Slipknot. They're, I should be just to go see them live. You're right. You're right. Well, like in, in the arena. I mean, this is also fucking 15 years ago at this point. <laughs> God, I'm fucking old. How, how old are you? 38. 30. You're not even 40. I'm there. I'm pretty close. You're not 40. But I'm okay. saying, I'm talking about shows that were 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, you're but, not that old. You're doing good, though. <laughs> They fucking had risers built above the stage. <laughs> and a lot of the percussion guys were running up the risers, jumping down from them. Like, it was an insanely kinetic show. Wow. Like, they're all... Because when you have nine guys on the stage, you've got to put on a fucking performance. Yeah. I mean, my joke about Slipknot Forever has been, there's only four guys that are actually essential to the band. The rest of them are just their friends they wanted to take out of Iowa. <laughs> Come on, dude. You play a keg. You play a keg with a baseball bat. Are you really essential to this band? <laughs> but they just like being there in the costume. Well, it's like, dude, we're, we got a record deal. The record label, Roadrunner didn't ask how many people were in this band. <laughs> Put on a mask, dude. Come on. We'll find something for you to do. Well, okay. So, for example, uh, 
one of the most interesting underground people that I think needs more uh, exposure is Otto von Schirach from Miami. He's an electronic musician who's been doing it for decades now. Uh, and he started really around the same time that I started, like in my, well, not the same time that I started, but the same age I started. When he was younger, he was like 18, 19, was like doing DJ sets and doing like hardcore electronic breakcore records, like very experimental, calculated, insane records at a very young age, getting on vinyl like at a young age on different record labels. And he, nowadays, he's a father and he tours, but he tours with his friends in costume. His whole Audubon Shrek live performance is about like this weird Bermuda Triangle rituals. And he has like alligator Jesus, the guy like in an alligator costume. Like there's like a, the banana sloth, a big guy in a monster's costume with like bananas for fingers. It was so sick. And it's always sick. Like he always has cool people in sick, awesome costumes. An amazing live performance. And you don't see that hardly anymore with any live touring bands. No. And that's the thing when I worked in music. I always just tell my artists, you put on a fucking show. Yeah. Because if they just want to hear your fucking music, they can play your fucking CD. Wait, what do you mean your artists? You, you, did you manage people? I ran a small label in Chicago in the mid-2000s. Really? I did. Okay. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to want to learn about me in this interview, but I, I, I only have known you, I guess, sort of as an, really an acquaintance, a distance uh, from different social groups. But w- what about your band was the... What about your label was the most important to you? Oh, I thought it was a way out of my fucking nine to five. <laughs> really? Yeah. Pretty much I decided in the mid-2000s with no experience in entertainment at all. Mm-hmm. I hated my nine to five and I went, how do I want to make a living? But were you making a lot of money in your nine to five at that time? I was making decent money. Okay, okay. So you were comfortable and you just hated your situation. Yeah, I was comfortable. I had a condo. I had a new car. I Oh, damn. Like I was living a nice upper middle class lifestyle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I fucking hate this. This this job makes me miserable. <laughs> what do I want to yep. do with myself? Yeah, that I would enjoy doing. Well, I like going to bars and listening to shows. <laughs> well, okay, I have no musical talent, like zero, zero musical talent. I tried to learn how to play drums in high school. I have no musical talent. I can admit that. <laughs> I mean, if you ever want to be tortured, go do karaoke with me. So I went, okay, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Well, I could start a record label. I got a, <laughs> I got a bunch of extra money. And I did a, a bunch of studying. And this is in the MySpace age when everyone had their fucking, their bands had their fucking playlists on their MySpace page. Mm-hmm. So I started scouting Going through like MySpace had listings for local shows. I started going through the, like the local show listings, and just started scouting local bands. Started scouting local bands, regional acts, and put out a handful of albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spent way more money than I ever and made. And did you put them out on vinyl, CD at the time? Okay, okay. Damn. Yeah, that's well, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, forty grand later. And what was it called? The label. Yeah. Called Double Tap Entertainment. Double Tap Entertainment. What what happened to it? It just went. Bankrupt? I just I pulled. I stopped throwing good money after bad after three four years. And, and wait, so you just spent money and you don't owe money on it anymore? 
No, I negotiated out of my debt with the banks. <laughs> so what I did was I, defo- I defaulted on my corporate credit card debt for a couple of years. And when the collection came around, I said, I will settle with you for 10 cents on the dollar right now. Oh, wow. They went, what? I'm like, how much do I owe? This much. I will pay you this much to call it closed right now. Wow. No, okay, okay. I, I'm I'm fascinated with the I'm or I'm fascinated with the business side of this. Uh and how long was that phone call? Couple minutes. Really? They kicked it up to a supervisor like, you'll pay us right now? I'm like, yeah, I will pay you right now. Tense. Oh my. All right, I'm sorry, but all of you listeners dealing with financial troubles, there always is a solution. Do not let it get to you. Pay the fuck attention to the contracts you sign, you fucking idiots. Oh, I was the idiot there because I thought at the time, because I had a corporation, uh-huh. that I would just bankruptcy out the corporation on those cards. Yeah, okay, yeah, I and understand they went, that. Yeah, they that went, oh, no, you personally guaranteed those. I'm like, why do I have a corporation then? Oh, my God. I so mean, these, their specific contract made you vulnerable to that situation well and here's the thing here's the fucked up part is credit card companies can change the terms and conditions at will they'll send you an updated copy oh but you're continually agreeing to it right you have to just be like peace out on the card but if you already owe the money how are you going to peace out on the card oh that's so well as long as you owe them money you agree to their terms of service that's fucking hilarious and really sad for most of these losers i'm sorry i'm sorry for all of you fucking idiots who took out extra money that your parents couldn't pay to go to grad school i'm sorry that sucks you're in a lot of debt you are a slave i'm sorry that sucks and it's a really big bummer but you should just do uh, a little bit of research do some homework and be broke be homeless for a little bit learn about what is valuable to you in life and then Learn about what debt is and understand how the banks and the law system controls you through said debt in, as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They totally I think. Do. No, no. They totally do. They, they should have told you that in elementary school. They should have told you that in high school. Yeah. No but one, they don't. No one tells you shit about compound interest or credit cards in high nope, school. Nope. Not at all. Unless you're lucky and you have parents who are giving a fuck about you and teach you about these things. And I ha- didn't have or, that. Or you have parents that are actually good with finances themselves because both my parents are bad at it. Oh, see, exactly. And not only that, but upper class and middle class people also don't have education in finance either. I'm not just saying this is about poor people. This is about a lot of different people because a lot of people's parents have even success in business and don't understand why they have success in business. And that is a problem to me as well because all of these children don't understand why did my parents make this successful uh, sports company or whatever the fuck. Well, sometimes they were just fucking lucky. Exactly. And they continued with it. Well, and this is what I've told a bunch of people about entertainment too. You can put in the hard work. You can be the most talented motherfucker in the room. Exactly. If you are not exceptionally lucky, you still ain't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Like you can be very... Well, I still think that... Oh, no, if, you still need to put in the work. I still think that you have to be the best. What I used to tell my artists is drive will get you further than talent any day of the week. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry, I interjected for a very long time on my some sp- bullshit 
drunken, uh, sporadic, uh, uh, anecdotal no, extensions. No, you want to you want to be the best. You, but, but for you, for your label, what happened when you found your first artist, and then what happened around the time, like the middle, and then the very end? No, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm asking for the three points because. I don't know you very well, and actually, this is very fascinating to me. So, the first artist was a band at the time called Makeshift. That wow, the first band. The first band. I approached them at one of them shows. I identified. You know, I went and talked to their lead singer at, at the bar. I'm like, "Hey, love what you guys do. Starting a label. I want to have you guys oh, in." Oh, so as a music fan, you started a label. You were just like, "Fuck it, this sounds cool." I went, "What can I do?" That I pop and like the goal was never to be rich. Okay. The goal was to continue to support the same lifestyle I was living, but doing something I love doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love going to shows and being in bars. Well, running a record label afforded me a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, in a <laughs> in a business sense. Technically, it did. And so I I brought the first band on. I started booking them. I ended up acting more as their manager than their label head. And which is basically what happens. Well, and that's a bad thing. It is not the way to do it. No, not at all. I found out and I have anecdotes, but I'm I want to listen to yours. Well, the problem is once you start developing interpersonal relationships with your artists, you make bad decisions because what is good for the artist is not necessarily good for the label. Yep. Precisely. And that's a very sad reality, but you motherfucking idiots on the internet need to fucking learn business and you need to learn relationships and you need to know how they're separate and how you should forgive your friends for taking away opportunities from you and not necessarily dismissing them as people who are trying to rip you off, but people who are trying to make complex business decisions with money that is not theirs. I'm sorry, but it's a very sad reality. And just because someone took away an opportunity from you does not mean that they are trying to harm you, but it means that there are larger things that are more complicated going on and you need to fucking strap your boots up and take care of yourself or find an agent. And hope that agent doesn't fuck you. And hope that agent doesn't fuck you and find an agent who doesn't fuck you. I'm sorry, it's very complicated, but you can do your career by yourself. David Bowie, who is dead now who is an authority of all great artists everywhere i consider david bowie to be an authority i do i consider pre prince to be an authority i'm sorry but these motherfuckers are dead i consider stan lee to be an authority and david bowie's well no stan lee was pretty good at putting business above friendships exactly (laughs) Well, well that's true he was in you know and he's a dick for that for in specific situations yeah, he is. but he's definitely an authority oh, when, yeah. when, it, when it comes to culture leaders but let's just say david bowie for example specifically david bowie said that the best manager you can find is under a rock I yourself manage yourself understand how to show up to things on time that is actually a weakness of mine a weakness of mine is showing up on time being connected with my customers being uh, communicative with my clients being uh, and these are weaknesses of mine, and I'm not trying to expose say I'm the best of everything, blah blah blah. Because guess what, motherfuckers, I'm the best at illustration. I'm the best at production music. If you want a style of music, I can create you something in fucking an hour or two. I'm serious, 
and there are certain people that I'm late on because I my actual problem is consistency. My problem is showing things up on time. My problem is finishing things. But the thing about it is you recognize those problems, so that's a step in the right direction. No, that's a step in the right direction. And I know a lot of people who are also very professional that never get better at their craft. That are very professional. They show up on time, but they suck and they're mediocre and they know it. But are they getting further than you? But they're getting further than me because of their consistency. And I'm not trying to say I'm superior. I'm trying to say they're superior. Actually, because the consistency is more important. As I said, what I used to tell my artists. Drive will get you further than talent. Exactly. The talent only takes you so far. It makes you a great record, maybe. You could get like some sale discount record that gets great reviews, and you'll be like some cult legend when you're old. And then if you're to, lucky. And if you're lucky, they'll try to help you stop doing heroin, and they'll really want you to stop because they just want you to tour. But then you'll be like, eh, like the guy from Death or whatever the fuck. It's like, oh, this is cool, but like, I'm on drugs. Like, oh my God, you fucking asshole. Like, there's a... It gets to the point where it's like, no, no, no. You have to take care of yourself. Personal responsibility. Well, and it's Period. one of It's one of those things. You could have, in music, you can have the best sound in the world. If no one knows about it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If no one knows, I mean, okay. Let's say you no one knows about it. And there's a lot of artists who I love who no one knows about it. Shouts out Victoria Lisbeth. Fact, uh, shouts out Chalices of the Past. Shouts out. Uh, Croy Club, uh, who actually also has his own little following, shouts out to fucking Nestrogen, shouts out to uh, J- uh, Joss Manley and Justin Timberlake, whom are the same person, Angelica, whom is his brother, uh, shouts out to all these other people, including Star Paws and, uh, and fucking Ryan Ostrich, and people in the, the net label music scene where they were releasing all free music in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, late 2000s. And releasing free music that was programmed on like old computers. It was a lot of fun and I loved it. But guess what? They can, they're capable of writing great music, right? That's true. But I know these people in my personal life and I realize, while a lot of these people really did not believe they could become career musicians, they genuinely did not believe that. Oh, and they did not place in front of themselves priorities that would ensure that they did not and that's fine but i i think that if you have a passion for music you can get into business if you do it responsibly so that is all in all actually was the biggest downfall of my label was me working with a bunch of very talented people that in the back of their heads were never going to take the risk to really be professional musicians that first band i signed all those dudes work day jobs. Damn. And here's a great example. We, I, you know, this is the MySpace age. I was super active on it. I was able to book them a gig in New York City. Oh, oh my, God. my God, that's amazing. We were, and you're on the West Coast. We're, on, no, we're Chicago based at that time. Oh, oh still. That's yeah. fucking, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Please excuse me. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's a thousand miles away. Exactly. From, the, from Chicago. Right. It's a thousand miles away. Like, hey. I can get us a one-off gig in New York. It's a 10-hour drive. We take turns driving. We fucking go. Let's fucking do it. <sighs> that's so cool. Their response was, well, we don't really want to do that unless we book out a, like a full tour. I'm like, guys. This is the first opportunity. Right. What's the harm in going out there, meeting some fucking people, 
playing a fucking gig, exposing new people to your music. No. It's one fucking weekend of your life. That's so sad. Never Wait, fucking... They, they, did, they turned it down? They turned it down. Wow. It hurts. And, I, and, I've, and I've run multiple labels before in my life. Like small net labels. And to hear that hurts my feelings because a lot of these guys wished I could book them shows. And I would say, I'm sorry, I'm not like an agent. I can't book you shows. And I would still book shows for some people who were local or who could show up because they couldn't afford plane tickets and stuff like that. Oh, I was willing to be like, hey, we will jump in a fucking van. I will drive out there with you. Oh, man. That breaks my heart. Because if I had that opportunity for certain people, which... When I did tour, people did show up with me. And they, we drove in a fucking van. You know what I mean? But uh, if for a band to say no to that, it makes me really sad, actually. Yeah, because I just didn't want to do a one-off show. That uh, It's like, guys, like try. Right. This Risk is a, this little bit. This is another market that we are not currently in. And all you have to do is risk a little bit. Yeah. One, one and not only that, your but, your, but your boss might understand. Your boss might, if you ask. You'd be like, yo, dude, we're doing this thing, and I don't know how it might turn out, but you know what? All right, I'm sorry. For all of you listeners, maybe I'm getting drunk. Maybe this is just a bit much for me. I'm not talking to to Matt right now. I'm talking to, to the listener, to you right now. The thing that is stressing you out the most that is taking you away from your passion. And I'm not trying to say some creepy, perverted, masturbatory passion. I'm talking about this passion that has been with you since you were an innocent child that is fascinated with you and that has developed in your brain and you have developed these skills accidentally through other things in your life. There is an angel pushing you towards a specific passion. And if you don't take it up and if you do not follow it or have faith in this passion, you will not be led down that road. Okay. You need to listen to that passion, trust it, take care of it, protect it and make it better every day because that thing will exponentially create joy in your life. I'm sorry if this sounds weird and religious or something. I'm not trying to criticize you of what you're doing. But take care of that special thing to you. Even if it's just one hour a day, five minutes per day. Even five minutes a day is a lot. Take care of that passion. Preserve it. And over 10 years, that thing will be all very developed. No matter how small it is. No, I'm serious. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you in any way, shape, or form. What I wanted to add to that is, oh my god, even if you try mm-hmm. and you fail, Ex- you fu- even, you especially if you fail, yeah. especially if you fail. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's good. That's good. Because on your deathbed, eventually, do you want to think back like, man, I wish I had tried that, or damn, I had some good times trying that. Exactly. And I don't. I'm sorry, I get really emotional about this, but I don't give a fuck how successful you are, man. But the more you try something, the more happy you are. Even if you like don't accomplish exactly what you wanted, knowing that you fucking went for it is some added pride 
to yourself. I don't think that you should be so prideful that you're disrespecting people who helped you get there. You know what I mean? I don't think that you should be so prideful that you think that you are the, the core of what makes you great. But I think you should be prideful enough to know that you took the initiative to put value to those things that were important to you. That's it. Who cares if you OD'd? Who cares if you fucking did some shit that you're not proud of? Who cares if you if someone took control over you and you allowed it to happen? You know what? Who cares? Let that out of your brain. Release it and take more control of your life and respect yourself enough to say that this is fucking important to me and I'm going to try over again even if I fucking fail. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry, man. Like, that's what my real philosophy is. Beyond all the specific names of opinions of politicians who I might follow, beyond that, I don't even need to bring up their fucking names because it doesn't matter because I'm about freedom, you know? I'm about people bettering themselves and being proud of themselves on their own accord. I'm sorry, why I'm okay with fat shaming? And I'm not, and I'm, this isn't like a specific diss on anyone specific, but why? Because it's technically, literally, biologically unhealthy. And I love you, human beings, but I want you to at least be physically healthy. And then the next level is mentally healthy. And the next level is like creatively healthy, like ability to create things. Triggered on all three. Just triggered. <laughs> triggered. Triggered. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but, but what I'm are you fucking with you? No, no, but what are you doing? You're meeting people and helping them out to give yourself a fucking podcast. And to learn new techniques with things that you've already learned in other realms. Because you're, you're like, you know, fuck it. Let me do something challenging. I have some other bullshit that's paying my responsibilities. But this is challenging to me and exciting and interesting to me. And a lot of people aren't doing things that are challenging or exciting or interesting to them. Well, a lot of people are risk averse. R risk averse? Risk averse is okay even when you're doing challenge, something challenging. But guess what? risk averse or not whether or not you're conservative i'm and i'm not talking conservative politically i'm talking about conservative literally because a lot of you fucking liberal faggots who think that you're super not conservative are actually conservative with your everyday emotions and don't not understand how that is being conservative oh this is blah 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 xyz you're putting yourself in a box that's conserving your energy that's conservative you don't want to say like because your opinions are conservative but you're being conservative, right? How come there's a lot of conservative uh, 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 internet people and voices who are trying to have conversations with liberals who aren't allowing them to be on because they're not really liberal. Do you know what I'm saying? They're being conservative with who they're allowing. They're being conservative with the opinions they want. But a good way to be quite liberal with yourself is to say, this is a new thing. I don't know about it. Let me discern whether or not this is right or wrong. Right? Oh, yeah. And that's freedom. That's freedom to, to think, I am not aware of this. I would love to know new things about this. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'd love to know new things about it as long as they're actually backed up with some sort of research or fact, not just, yeah. not just your opinion. No matter which way of the Ex scale... No matter which direction, if you have links, if you have proof, if you have, that is fascinating to me. Wow. So cool. Peer-reviewed studies. 
even all of you people who disagree with me on Facebook, there are people who I, I have good friends, like my good friend, Eric Weichart, who runs nightchannels.com. He's a smart guy. He disagrees with me about politics. But guess what? Whenever he disagrees with me, he always sends me a link. Always. He's always saying, hey, Juan, check out this thing that you never learned about. I'm like, wow, I did not know shit about this. I'm so glad that you brought new information to my plate. See, what pisses me off the most about all of the fucking political landscape right now, mm-hmm. the whole internet landscape, is people act like fucking memes are facts. <laughs> that is what exactly. makes me fucking, fucking angry. That's very true. Like, oh, hey, this hyper-nuanced, <laughs> complex issue is summed up in 20 fucking words and a picture. Nope. Never, indeed. It is it's that simple, my pretties. And then people get so fucking butthurt when you're like, <laughs> you know that's not accurate, right? You know that's just a 4chan meme, right? <laughs> or I often will just, even if it's something like I am have bias towards that I want to agree with, I will yeah. still post in the comments, Wait. Links, to, <laughs> links to your source. Links to your fucking source. Wait, please excuse me. I really have to piss. Is that okay? That's more piss. Go okay. piss. Okay, First door on the left. All right, over here back. No, okay, okay. First off. Let me just get this reality check in to all of these fucking listeners. If you're being risk averse, that is acting conservatively. Period. Boom. I don't give a fuck how socialist or communist you think you are. If you're acting conservatively, you are a conservative. And there are people who identify as conservative who are acting liberally. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's what interests me about the conservative movement, because right now, a lot of conservative people have to be like, oh, freedom of speech. It's like, wait, but you're conservative, but freedom of speech. Why? Because the other side is silencing you. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, well, that's interesting to me. But actually, my actual personal beliefs are in liberty, in libertarianism and freedom in letting people say what they want, you know, no matter how fucked up it is, because I believe all assholeism is the root of all racism. Racism is a bad thing, but it's not the thing you should be kicking people out of for. It's because in the root of all racism is actually assholeism. <laughs> like who's an asshole? The fucking asshole who's just discriminating a person against a person for no reason. That's well, an asshole. I agree. But a lot of that asshole behavior is taught from their parents? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's totally true. But what about certain people like, uh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a documentary about this really. Uh, Daryl Davis is his name. Daryl Davis, D A R Y L D A V I S. Um, and look up the documentary. Um, accidental courtesy. Yeah, that's that's him, Daryl Davis. So he, he's an R and B and blues. He's musician? an R and B blues musician who toured, actually, with a lot of blues musicians across the country, including Chuck Berry and others. And he became friends with a lot of KKK members just by performing at events that they were localized to, and helped close down a lot of KKK groups because they decided you know what fuck it i didn't i actually don't have this prejudice against black people but after a decade of friendship 
you know what I'm saying? Like this guy was friends with these people over years and years through touring and spending personal time with them. And he has an entire documentary about him called Accidental Courtesy on Netflix. And I encourage any listeners to follow this because I believe that just being friendly and drinking with your friends transcends racism. And that this documentary, in my view, is a proof of that. See, people can be racist. I believe everyone is racist by accident, by nature. And I believe that if you recognize this and face it head on and understand it a little bit better, then you will work past your racism. But I think that denying your racism and saying, oh, I'm not racist because I'm just a superior person or I'm a better person is actually not quite understanding the topic in the first place. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's actually not thinking very deeply about it. It's actually saying, oh, I'm better because I have this group. It's like, no, your group, I believe certain groups who are anti-racist are actually racist. And I'm not going to go into the specifics, but you, as I'm not trying to say you specifically, yeah, Matt Slayer. The general you, I, I get it. But the general you as a listener or a person of the internet. Um, oh, wait, shit. I'll go a little bit closer to the center of this camera. <laughs> um, should question your biases. Like, for example, I'm very racist. I'm sorry. Nothing against you, but I don't like white people. And, and I'm not trying to say that, like, white people are the devil because actually you know, I support Trump and I support white, pro white politics. But in my personal view, in my initial. Um, programmed self brain I see an annoying white bro guy and I get mad do you know what I'm saying like oh, my personal racism oh no I don't my get selfish it. racism I hate white people too they hold all my debt <laughs> fuck whitey every debt I've ever had to pay is to a fucking white person <laughs> well every debt I've actually I don't have debt I guess I just don't have debt very much every person I've owed money to was a Jew see and stereotypes are real. <laughs> well, and I don't think of myself as a racist person, but do I discriminate against someone who's looks like they are lower income? Oh yeah. Well, but but that's but here's what I'm saying. It's discrimination is an innate thing, and you have to understand. You know what? I'm not evil for discrimination, but I my discrimination is built from my past experiences, accidentally in a subconscious way. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And no. if you don't acknowledge that, I think you're fucking fake. I think I don't believe anything else you say. Yeah, it happens. <clears throat> especially, yeah, especially the same dumb shit in fucking public. I'm sorry, fucking. Oh, you fucking SoundCloud rappers saying stupid, retarded shit, thinking that it's like a fucking hit for a song. But then you put it in auto tune, then all of a sudden it kind of is a hit song, and you're like, you know, oh well, that sounds perfect. You know what? Fuck you, auto tune rappers. My little brothers are breakdancers, okay? My little brother's best friend is this guy, DJ Toons, right? And he's this, like, Korean kid, and he DJs, like, boom bap music because they breakdance and they dance to boom bap. They dance to fucking funk records. They dance to real hip-hop. You, you know what hip-hop is. You know what I mean? You listen to Wu-Tang Clan and all this shit. I actually just... Listed uh, under the 36 Chambers is one of my five Desert Island albums. Best albums of all time. One of the best albums. But what I'm saying is that 
most of these fake human beings who are creating <clears throat> trap music are just auto-tuning whatever the fuck they want, thinking that it's a fucking chorus, but it's not even an interesting prompt in the first place, and it's off-tuned in the second place, and they don't have rhymes to back it up either. Maybe auto-tune works in a chorus, right? Maybe. Maybe a chorus is fine because, oh, we can use vocoder and other synthesizers for choruses too. That's very fascinating. That's very interesting. I'm a producer. I understand that we can use a vocoder. But guess what? If you're making hip-hop music, you need to fucking rap, you retarded incels. You need to rap. You need to know what prose is. You need to know what rhymes are. Because every single rapper, including Method actually including Migos, Amigos, who I would consider like the leaders of this trap rap, they actually also have more rhymes than most of these fucking faggots on Instagram and Snapchat and SoundCloud who are just releasing garbage. How do you really feel about this? <laughs> I No, no, I think that trap rap is garbage, I, including Lil Uzi, Lil Pump. You know, they're, they're doing very fun stuff, and I I respect them for doing fun stuff. But what bothers me is that there's like entire communities of people who do not think that quality is even relevant. They don't think quality is even important in the first place. Hey, if they're getting paid, they're right. Quality isn't important. Well, if people are buying... My argument against that is that your sustainability is not long-term if your quality decreases. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe they're not sustainable as an artist, but maybe they parlay those that, that income into a business or... Well, okay. Okay, all right, let's just say. There are many different measures of success. If you are able to parlay your SoundCloud rap into real estate business or oil business or any other type of investment firm business, then I applaud you, and I think that you've did a very good job, and I think that a lot of you fucking internet bitches who also do uh, fucking escorting, guess what? And all I have to do is hire a little young cool skull who does a good job and makes music for you. But he should raise his voice a little more. No, I'm no no, but but I'm very serious. No, I'm serious. Oh no, I, I know. No, no, meaning. But your your whisper was a little low on the. Music. No, 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 no. But okay, my whisper is low. But I'm saying, all of you porn people listening who have any amount of extra money, if you invested that very slightly into a musician and i'm not trying to say illustrator because i'm an illustrator but that takes a lot of more of my time but if i'm a musician that i'm actually make able to make hit songs very quickly i'm actually like hit songs are very easy for me to make like i think in my eyes and if a lot of you porn girls who have a lot of attention on the internet and maybe a hundred dollars to spare to make a fucking beat guess what you could be a fucking star, make a bunch of money on Snapchat, on Spotify, on Instagram or whatever with a cool catchy hook. No, I'm serious. You can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money just by having one successful song that continually gets revenue. One hit wonder is a term for a reason. It's called passive income. You have either active income or passive income. And if I'm you're doing it right, you have both. If you're doing it right, you have both. Exactly, indeed, my dear friend. For example, 
I and this is one of the one thing that I really want to get like that that's been interesting me into either doing a lot more beats or doing eventually porn in some sort of aspect because you know you know creating passive income is a very intelligent thing for a human being to do. Uh, eventually, after learning so many skills, you need to fucking have some sort of passive income workflow or else you're fucked. Hey, you're looking at some of my passive income right now. So, <laughs> no wait, wait. Have you built any passive income off of your por- podcast? I have advertisers, man. Oh wow, that's fucking awesome. That's I have so ad- sick. Advertisers, though the current market on the video versions is not the best. Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't in the market to pay for fucking entertainment. So right now, visual entertainment specifically. Well, the visual talk show that is me. Because you're not like the number one. Blah, well, blah, blah. Even, well, when people like Rogan are giving away their video versions, it's hard to be like, hey, pay me 99 cents for a video version. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. But I made that decision because, one, I have to go to Vimeo. I can't be on YouTube with the video versions because yeah. nudity happens. YouTube demonetized the audio version two years ago. Wait, but, but you're on Vimeo and Pornhub? Just Vimeo because Pornhub told me I wasn't pornographic enough. Wait, what? Wait, that's fascinating to me because I've been fascinated with interested in making a pornographic channel on on Pornhub. So what are the rules between what is allowed and what's not allowed on Pornhub? Pornhub, if you want to monetize, I'm not sure I want to give you more of that. Do you want more? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want more? Too much. No, no, no. Never mind. I'm sorry. Do you need more? I mean, I'm not I'm not one to say no. I would put a little bit more in this. Okay, we'll give give you a little bit. This is mostly Coca-Cola. Hey, it's up to you though. I'm not trying to like drink all your shit. I'm sorry. Oh man. no, the shit is for us to here to drink. Okay, <laughs> like that's why I asked you what you want to drink because I buy bottles for the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> we take care of our guests here, and now we drink. By uh, the way, Matt has been a great host, incredible host. Thank you very much for fucking everything, man. That means a lot to me. It's you're very, you treat me very well. Well, thank you, thank you. Pornhub told me like. There needs to be actually full-on pornography before they'll let me monetize. Really? Like I'm, I have industry folks on. A good chunk of the episodes. Wait, 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 wait. So what happens? You have an account, and you can or can't monetize. I cannot monetize via Pornhub. How do you? How do you monetize in the first place? Do you press a button? Is there? They're working like YouTube these days, where they're paying per click. Oh wow! But. Because we are not quite pornographic enough here in and now we drink, we cannot monetize via YouTube. Wait, so so I could or a, via Pornhub, but I could bring a bitch here and Whoa. fuck her in front of you on this table, and it would be pornographic enough. Yes. Should I do that? No. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. I still have enough mainstream guests on that I don't need to actually turn this into a full-on <laughs> porn show. Like I'm trying to get Bert Kreischer back on this motherfucker. So, <laughs> I could, no, okay, I'm only saying because I could probably do it. Oh I no, I figure out somebody oh, that to could, fuck. That could definitely <laughs> come on. I could make that happen. I'm not trying to make that happen. But you can't go on YouTube either. Right, I can't go on YouTube. <laughs> I can't go on YouTube for two reasons. One, what's that? The amount of profanity that happens in this motherfucker. <laughs> We got demonetized on audio just for that. Really? Oh, yeah. The, the YouTube censorship rules are insane. And you guys aren't even trying to do conspiracy theories or right-wing stuff. It's just sex stuff, right? Sex, profanity. Well, I mean, wherever the conversation goes, the conversation goes. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, but my God. the sex, the profanity, 
YouTube was not having it with the audio versions. <laughs> That's and so then sick. Since we've done the video versions, at least uh, four, three or four guests have gotten topless during the show. Oh, yeah. Good job, all of you guests on Matt's show, because, you know, we fucking are on this podcast world. We need some more titties, okay? I'm sorry. We need big-ass, beautiful titties and t- fucking fat-ass pussies and g- juicy, bouncy booty cheeks. All right? I'm sorry. I think that's a very fantastic thing, and I appreciate all of you for getting Matt kicked off of YouTube because that's so fantastic and cute. And oh, no, no. I didn't get kicked off YouTube because I was smart enough not to put it there. Ah! <laughs> and before wait, I wait, so you knew that their terms of agreement violated that, right? You, so you didn't put it there. No, the audio versions are on YouTube. The clips, like the select clips, are on YouTube. Oh wow! The full episodes are on Vimeo because I specifically, and, and they're not on Pornhub. No. Oh wow! I specifically emailed Vimeo before I opened up a pro account and said, "Hey, this is what I do. These are some of the things that are going to happen." Am I cool on your platform? Oh, what? that's very fascinating. What did they say back? They said, as long as it is not actual pornography, nudity is okay. So, so that was your in-between. Yeah. So I ended up on Vimeo, but Vimeo doesn't have ad-based revenue like YouTube does. Oh, my God. How does Vimeo capitalize on their revenue? So I have to put them... That's how the episodes end up behind a paywall. Oh, so you have subscribers who are able to see the episodes. Right. For $6 a month, you can subscribe to every episode. Streaming That's forever. fucking smart. I, I love that. That's so rad. Or 99 cents an episode, you can own it. All of you fucking children need to learn that the world of capitalism so you can make money for yourself. But here's the thing. I'm sorry. In the grand scheme of things, not that many people are willing to pay for. Ah! Well, because you got people like... Every other major podcast gives away their video content. We, but, but, but what about like, uh, but what about like trying to upload this on Pornhub just for the fuck of it, even well, if it's not monetized? At that point, I'm undermining my own monetization on Vimeo. If you can go to Pornhub and get it for free, why would you even give me 99 cents on Vimeo? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, but do you have it on any any other podcast network or? or like outlet i mean it's obviously the audio versions are everywhere oh okay okay so the audio versions are everywhere on oh, yeah. all platforms yeah and they have been for years they mm-hmm. itunes google play stitcher our friends at laughable <laughs> <laughs> hello laughable nice to meet you my name is cool skull how's it going you should hire me to be an advertisement for a lot of what you do because i love comedy and i love laughables and i have lols and lols and a lot of that sort of thing in the business scheme of things you should hire me my name is cool skull juan lorazabel so <laughs> and that's the other reason that the video versions haven't been moving quite as well as i'd like is because the audio version is free yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I get that. people are not necessarily willing to drop 99 cents for tits <laughs> Which is a fucking retarded bummer. But in this day and age, when you can see full-on penetration from the same people for free, oh why would you God. pay 99 cents to see them flash their tits on a mic? I'm sorry, but I got to come over here with another episode with bitches who are willing to show their tits so that we can sell this episode because I'm sorry. You know what? And all of you fucking beautiful... Stop. stop. All of you beautiful women who are, who are willing to show their tits for some fucking good dick. 
I got some good dick right here. I'm sorry. And I'm willing to fucking do some videos and hang out with you old bitches who are willing to fucking do some middle-aged shit and, like, fuck some young 26-year-old dick. Hey, that's cool with you. If you're trying to hit me up, my name is Juan. I'm Juan at CoolSkull.com. That's cool with a K. Cool with a CoolSkull.com. That's area code 323-673-5995. Did hit you really just up, put bitch. your number on the internet? Hey, this bitch, these bitches know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not trying to talk to some no broke ass bitches who are trying to cool as fuck. No, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm already in love with a fucking beautiful ass girl. So what's going on with her? What's uh, what is up with your love life? Oh my god, my love life. Hell yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go for it. You know, I'm yeah. drunk as fuck. I'm gonna go for it. You know, I'm. I shouldn't be talking about this. Well, hey, because no I just is- I just was advertising my dick. You know what I mean on the internet. So these old. Hey, Love and dick are two separate things. Hey, that's true. Love and dick are two separate things. I'm God sorry. God damn, that should be a shirt. <laughs> Love and dick are two separate things, bitches. You got to pay attention. But guess what? Oh, my God. So what's going I on? What's up with the love life? Oh, my God. I'm going to tell this beautiful girl right now, right now, right now. On the internet. Oh, my God. I haven't even said to her. I There's this girl, Lori. Who I have is such a big crush on, and she is giving me so much time, so much time out of her own business life, out of her own real life, and she's being so loving and caring and sweet to me. You know, I know I'm serious, like in in a very sweet, um, domestic way. Like, hey, babe, I love you. Here is some breakfast, kind of shit. Like some sweet shit. Oh shit, that's like some fucking storybook shit. Yeah, like some storybook shit. Like, I swear, she's so sweet. She's so cute and so beautiful. But, I mean, hey, she's involved with the industry, and that's cool. You know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to discriminate against nobody. She does her shit. She gets her money. She takes care of herself. I don't give a fuck. That's cool. I'm never going to discriminate her because of some bullshit. You know what I mean? Nor should you. Nor what, should I. What I tell... Anyone who gets involved with a sex worker, like, if she was a sex worker when you met her, you have no business telling her not to be. You have no fucking right to say that exactly. shit. Exactly. You, it is not <clears throat> your right in any way, shape, or form to try to change a motherfucker. Because here's the thing. I've had girls who are not sex workers in my life who tried, to, in my opinion, to dictate me too much. Do you know what I'm saying? Non-sex worker girls... Who are telling me, oh, you can't do this and this and this because I disagree with it or because I don't like it or because it sketches me out. And I'm like, okay, bitch, that's cool. But like the door's over there, the door's over there and I got a big dig. And a lot of these bitches are trying to pay some good money, you know, so so I've been there for like some shit, you know, and that's cool. But I'm not trying to judge nobody for what they do. You know what I mean? And so like I'm. When it comes to women, but this girl, I'm telling you, man, I make love to that girl. Good on you. I uh, no no. I'm I'm actually fucking serious. I know. I fucking care about her. I make love to her. Where'd you meet her? I give her good dick on Instagram. Oh yeah, I modern really, love affair. Okay, my okay, my good friend, whom you know, Chaz Roslowski introduced me to some nice beautiful women over at fucking the condor 
you know and then through the internet i met this girl i thought she was so fucking cute and i started talking to her and all of a sudden oh shit she moved nearby where i live and i was like oh shit hey girl what's she up to which how you doing you know and she broke up with her boyfriend and shit like that and she was so cute and so cool. And I don't give a fuck what she does to her business. Like, this doesn't matter to me. Dude. Right. As long as she's safe with you, who cares? No, but if she's safe with me, that's totally fine. I don't give a fuck. As long as I get to fuck you on a period and come sign you, bitch. Hell yeah. Fuck. Well, I, I love period blood. You I want love, to be safe. I love bloody pussy. I'm sorry. My name's Cool Skull. And I love bloody pussy. Okay. I, I freely admit that on this show before that I like it when it looks from here to here, like I murdered someone with my penis. Hey, exactly. That's fantastic. If you're on your period, girl, and you want me to fucking come inside you, hell yeah, that's cool as fuck. If you're not Lori, then I'm sorry. I don't know who the fuck you are, bitch. I'm sorry. This girl, for some reason, if she does her thing. I don't know fuck. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter to me because she's fucking take care of herself, and I take care of myself. You know what I mean? And we fucking smoke some joints, smoke, hang out. She's cool as fuck. So but, how long has this been going on, dude? Literally. Three and a half weeks. Hey. About a full month. And she and, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm fucking into it. I'm fucking into her. And, that's and, awesome. And I hate to say it, but you know what? I've been mostly a monogamous guy. You know what I mean? With a lot of great women that were just like a weirdly a little bit too possessive. Do you know what I'm saying? Stop laying such good dick. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm a homeless kid who doesn't have very much money. I don't have money in my family. I don't have money in my fucking brothers. I don't have money in, my, in anything in my careers. I'm like, I got screwed over in my careers and certain things. And so I don't have very much to offer these bitches. And I, and I wish that I could because a lot of them are so sweet to me and take care of me. They're so nice to me. But I wish I could offer a lot of good shit, but I can't, right? But if a fucking hoe is trying to be like, oh, blah, 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 your dick is shit. Or like trying to talk shit about my dick. It's like, I'm sorry, but you're objectively wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I try very. Oh, oh God damn it. I'm trying. No, no, no. But but it's like. You're like, I have character witnesses, motherfucker. I have character witnesses and I have a lot of work that I've done to make sure that my game is A+. Okay? See, I, I lay mediocre dick. Purposely ah! lay mediocre dick. Like. <laughs> no, no, but that's what a lot of these, like, Hollywood Silver Lake bitches be, like, fucking weird about me. Because they got good dick and they got all pissed off that I didn't, like, give them the full. See, that's what. The problem is if you give them good dick, they want to come back around and they don't leave you alone. They're like fucking bees to fucking honey. It's bullshit. They're fucking bitches. Right. If you lay me the ochre dick, they're like, okay, I can take it or leave it. Whatever. Fucking disregard it. No, no, no. I'm sorry. My name is Cool Skull, and I'm a reject from the DIY scene because my dick is too good, and these bitches want it so much. And if you're fucking cool as fuck, like Lori, the metalhead psycho bitch, who I'm in fucking, for some reason, I'm only telling you first. I never told her this, but I'm in love with her. I've never said this to Lori. And I'm going to say this again right now. You know who the fuck I'm talking about? Derek, you know who the fuck I'm talking about? That beautiful... Uh, and I, and no, no, not Derek Basek, whom I also wish was my friend again. Because Derek Basek is a good man who doesn't uh, pretend like he doesn't know me no more. But he fucking is a friend with me. But Derek, bomber bomb boy, the gabber break core artist who is a freaking great friend of mine. 
He knows who the fuck I'm talking about. Lori Psycho Thrash Bitch. This beautiful woman. She takes such good care of herself. And she's a beautiful woman. And all of you fucking assholes who judge her for whatever the fuck. A, B, C, or D, or X, Y, or Z. You're fucking losers. You're fucking nerds. And you don't understand that women who you respect got to take care of themselves. Men need to take care of themselves in the first place. Men don't take care of themselves. But a lot of women who you know, they got to take care of the fucking themselves first. Okay? They do. They do. And you got to accept, if you meet a woman who does some shit for herself to take care of herself, you got to respect the fuck out of her because you should be taking care of yourself anyways. You shouldn't be expecting some woman to take care of herself in a certain way so that you can respect her. No, 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 no. If a woman takes care of herself in a certain way and she respects you and she loves you and she takes care of you, you honored that you respect that and you you thwart your intentions towards what the fuck is there because it's not your fucking place to tell some sex worker girl that she's just like she needs to change or needs to do with the not fuck. at all and he, like no it's fucking disrespectful and gross I and it will turn her off to you because guess what a lot of these women have their own psychological issues with the fuck they're doing. And they only want you to be their friend about it. Yeah. A lot of them are not looking for a fucking savior. They're not looking for a savior. They're looking for a fucking homie. Just to be a fucking friend. Yeah. Treat them like they're actual people. Amazing. <gasps> oh, really? You have to treat them like human beings? I mean, you get that. But, but a lot of people don't get that. And it's so fucking sad because I've seen a lot of sex worker girls get asshole boyfriends. And I have to deal with like the homie repercussions of it. As yeah. in the oh, homie no, no. friends of oh, like. Oh, I've been there. Yo, yeah, yeah. Of course I'm not going to fuck this bitch. Of course. I get that. I'm not trying to fuck this girl. But guess what? I have to deal with the homie side of things where I'm like, okay, I have to listen for eight hours because some motherfucker's on, on coke and she's dealing with. Whatever the fuck you did to well, her. Well, and the fucked up part about it is she never, when she's in the moment, nine times out of ten, she does not want to hear the truth from you about that nope. dude a piece of shit. And I'm not go- going to give the truth about that. I'm not going to get, even in those real moments, because, like, dude, you're my fucking homegirl. I'm not going to fucking say, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. You're retarded for saying, no, no, no. Well, no, 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 no. I'm never going to put it on you. That's so sad. There's no reason to say that because it's a no, little there's, obvious. There's, there's definitely times. Where you need to tell someone like, yeah, you're you're with a piece Sadly. of shit. You're with a piece of shit, but it's mm-hmm. never a good time to do it. There's it's never, never the proper time to do it because the problem is nine times out of ten, it's gonna fall on deaf ears. It's gonna be like, oh, you know, you're they're they're going to make up a reason why you're talking shit about their shitty significant <clears throat> other. Not that even, looking- even dude, even homegirl whom I. And, you know, I'm going to fucking tell you because I'm drunk. But I'm homegirl who I'm in love with for X, Y, and Z reasons. Homegirl whom I'm actually in love with. I'm not trying to say, you know who I'm at. I, I'm not fucking. You said her name like five minutes ago. But she's fucking with her ex. Mm, that's no good. How does that make you feel? Nah. It makes me feel like I understand to an extent because I've actually cheated with my ex. On her? No, 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 not on her, on another girl. Okay, and, so and in the back. And that made me feel very sad. It made me feel very garbage when I did it 
because this person whom I cheated on was so loyal and so kind. And it was actually very disrespectful on my part. But I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I know this person needs a ride or whatever the fuck from their ex. And I'm like, you know what? I can't offer that. I don't have X, Y, or Z, so I can't offer that. So that's cool if blah, blah, blah does blah, 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 right? But in my heart of hearts, I'm like, you know that's not healthy. You know that's not smart. You know that's not building up the proper groundwork of a healthy friendship or relationship. You know what I mean? So you're not cool with it. Uh, I'm not cool with it, but I'll be honest. Like I've talked to my ex kind of recently. Yeah. Well, and, but what was your intentions with your ex? I'll be honest. My, my intentions with my ex was to kind of find out who the fuck she was fucking. Why? Because I know that even though I know that she doesn't respect me, I'm still fascinated with who the fuck is fucking her pussy. But why? Why Why do you care who's in there now? Sex is not Everest. No one's planting a fucking flag. You're right. You're right. My intentions really were just... Did you miss her? What I would consider disrespectful, selfish intentions. Okay. See, because I, I miss her. Okay. I don't, you know, and she's going to really hate this, but I, I miss her mostly just for fucking reasons because I don't think she respects me as I, a human being. It's okay to miss sex. Yeah, I miss certain sex only because like, eh, the fuck it, like it's gone. You know what I mean? It's like it's oh, not gonna happen, and I'm never gonna fuck that same person, even if that person was in front of me. I know it's not the same person. I know you don't respect me the same way. I know you don't fucking understand me the same way. I know it's different, but it, and I don't want to fuck that person anymore. But I want to fuck the old person who you want to fuck the old person who's super into you would come so hard with the idea yeah. of being with you precisely precisely no i want to fuck that person i don't want to fuck this imaginary person who disrespects me now unfortunately that person is fucking missed gone gone forever in my brain i look at the numbers and i'm like oh this so and so you know what i mean no i've done that i have 100 tried to get back with ex-girlfriends and recreate lightning in a fucking bottle and it did not fucking happen not at all and you know what I would probably do it again. I know consciously you cannot recreate it. But you know what? In the back of my brain, I'd be like, no, I'm going to fucking try. It was so fucking magical. Yep, I will fucking I, try. Exactly. Because exactly. we're dumb fucking dudes. Well, because as just as much as artistic as I am, I'm also very romantic. You know, I tried, like, my parents were together for my whole life. My actual parents were together for their whole life. So I, I see life as a very romantic situation, you know? Even the girl, I'm sorry. Hey, you know what, Lori? I know you fucking do your shit for your money, baby girl. But, like, honestly, I love you. I never told nobody that. I just barely told you that in a joke. But I fucking love you. I want to give you babies, you know what I mean? I want to fucking take you on the fucking on the fucking forest and fucking raise cows with you and fucking raise bait and chickens with you and fucking take care of this shit and like make cartoons and like hire a bunch of interns and fucking take care of you. You know, I mean, I nothing says true love like interns. I'm serious. No, for real. I know nothing you're serious. Says true I'm just, I, I, I nothing says true love. That. Like I want to hire interns to fucking work to take care of you. 
I swear to God. When and they're just taking care of you, they're the maids. They're the maids. They're the maids of the fucking Well, I mean, interns. I guess you're they're, not paying them. The they're returns. the in-between artists who are illustrators who want to work for free and live on the land. No, I'm serious. And and, and this is bullshit, but like this girl who I, who I love, who I fucking give a lot of a shit of, for some reason, she'll listen to this and she'll understand what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Because we've already talked about this type of shit. But that's amazing. But I'll say this. In the first place. Oh, yeah. In the porn industry, in the reality, in, in the, the real acting industry, in the comedy industry. In no industry do human beings, even male or female, understand what the fucking future means. Well, what a the lot future of people, might mean. A lot of people have no grasp on the future. They see the here and now. Or what the future could mean. Oh, yeah. And I'm, exactly. guilty, of, I'm guilty of it, too. Wait, wait. What, what was the most... Re- relevant time where you ignored what the future could be. I mean, besides right now. Wait, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious too. I don't plan to be alive at an old age. Why? Lifestyle choices. Hmm. Wishful thinking. Uh, you, it, do you wish you died young? No, no, not at all. Like I actually am a horrible thanophobe. But I also. Wait, wait, what do you mean by phanophobe? Fear of death. I'm afraid of fucking dying. Hmm. 100% afraid of dying. Why is that? I can't wrap my brain around it. Because I believe. Do you mind if I take a urination real quick and then come right back to this real quick? Sure. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I have to pee really quick. The middle of me getting deep about my phobias. Juan needs to pee. I'm so sorry. I have given him too much whiskey. So back to the, the, the original point. I'm consciously aware I'm going to fucking die. Yeah, of course. We all are. We all are, of course, aware that we're destined for death at an eventual magnitude. Right. I'm terrified by it because I can't wrap my brain around it. I can't wrap my brain around non-existence. Huh. Because I have no faith. This is the whole show. Wait, you, you, wait what do you mean by you have no faith? Like, there's nothing after this. And no faith at all? You never prayed with anything? Ever in your life? I mean, yeah. Before my balls dropped. <laughs> Do you consider praying with something, something that happens after your balls drop? No, I'm just saying post-balls dropping, it hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, there's a couple times I prayed. <laughs> Post-pubescent life, it hasn't happened. Why? I have no faith. I... I'm an atheist. Why do you have no faith and why are you a complete atheist by the term of the definition? Okay, we'll start with your religious background based is almost completely based on your geography. Of course, yeah, I get that. So, how do we have the one true God here because you were happen to be born here? <laughs> and where's your just God murdering people with tsunamis causing fucking famine in Africa? I get that, I get that. organized religion had its place getting us to where we are now yep I agree in modern society we are advanced enough that we can survive without it hell it's actually a detriment at this point you think that organized religion is specifically damage to our organized society at this point yes Hmm. because people have perverted it to for their own power grabs I do not disagree with that. 
It was written by a bunch of, bunch of motherfuckers in the Bronze Age. Mm-hmm. I know religion is wrong because pork won't kill me. <laughs> I love pig. <laughs> pork won't kill you guys. Veganism is not necessarily the answer, but guess what? Pork won't kill you either. Pork won't kill you. Neither will shellfish. <laughs> I don't know. Eating a mother in its own baby's milk is fucking delicious. Cheeseburgers are delicious. <laughs> Sadly, indeed. But true as well. So what I'm saying is I can't take that just because I happen to be was by dumb luck born in America that God favors me more. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. You think that that's what a lot of them believe? These fucking Jews, they think that they're oh, I'm a bear born in America and I'm fucking set off for life or whatever. Well, I can't say what uh, someone who has faith fucking believes. I can't because ra- you only have what you believe. Right. I can't pretend to dictate why someone else believes something. I'm just saying why I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. That that is a very respectable position in my view. Because I feel like if you're speaking for a lot of in faith people, then you're being dishonest to what you're being in faith of in the first place. Right. Does that make sense? I'm saying this is why I don't believe. Hmm. Hmm. That fucking tsunamis kill a bunch of motherfuckers and God acts in mysterious ways. Yeah. Yep. I get that. Like God's just doing this randomly to teach you all a problem. Like that sounds like bullshit, of course. Yeah, what what lesson do we learn by the tsunami? Don't hang out on the beach? Exactly. That's not just like a fucking moral issue. That's like a really much bigger issue. Like, oh, guess what? You're fucked, period. No matter what the fuck you were deciding. No matter what the fuck you forgot you were following, you were fucked. Right. And on top of that, so God is discounting all other potential sentient life in the universe? (laughs) Yep, exactly. Because... God's laws for Earth definitely can't apply to other fucking races out in the universe. Like, yeah, precisely, man. You're right. You're thou right. shalt not cover that neighbor's wife. What if you don't have wives in those other societies? In those other <laughs> like, what? what but this is God's is, law. This what is if God's your bitches law. are ugly? Huh? I'm sorry, you can't uh, uh, covet no one else's wife if your bitches are ugly. What the fuck? It's still pink in the middle. <laughs> Pink in the middle. That's what that's what I gotta say. Hey, you know what Donald Trump said? Grab him by the pussy. You know what I say? I say pink in the middle. I say pink in the middle is precise. And you know what? And I say precise in the white power kind of sense in the okay fingers kind of sense. And this is the episode we definitely get canceled on. <laughs> Couple episodes back, I guess we is Matt trying to get us canceled on the just trying to get us canceled? No, this is the episode I'm trying to get us canceled. And then the only reason I say that is because I fuck some really good pussy who's some sexy ass woman who she knows who the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, baby girl? I fuck some beautiful ass pussy who's like some half Mexican pussy who's some perfect pink pussy. Oh my God. So I want to know, do you have faith? Do you believe in a higher power? Yes. Why? I believe in God. I believe in angels. I believe in demons. I believe in alternate powers. I believe in alternate realities. Uh, realities. I Why? believe in third, fourth, and fifth dimension realities. Um, and that is specifically because of the personal interactions in which I've had with these alternate realities. It is not 
necessarily because I think that all people should believe it and follow it. In fact, I think all people should not believe it and follow it if they're called upon it. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that if you pray and you ask angels and say, hey, you know what? Angels, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I would really like you to guide me. No, I'm serious. And I'm, I'm absolutely completely serious. If you ask the metaphysical world, hey, benevolent angels who know more than me, if you have something to teach me, please teach it to me right now, right? Well, if you say that, then the angels will teach you something. If you, do, if you say, hey, I want all the money, blah, 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 in the world, they will also give that to you, but to a different level of understanding. Well, my whole thing is, I feel like that's a lack of personal ownership if you're just putting it on angels or demons. Exactly. Exactly. I think that it's a very easy way to explain it by putting on angels and demons. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, in a way that it's like I can predict and claim, hey, blah, 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 if you say this and this, this will become this and this. I say that because I've seen it so many times, right? I understand, hey, if you are involved with X, Y, or Z, but you take personal responsibility for yourself and you go and do it for yourself for two years, you will become X, Y, or Z because I've seen it multiple times within realities, within variables. But that's still anecdotal. It's anecdotal, but... I mean, I once got a girl to fuck me by saying, hey, do you want to fuck? Doesn't well, work all the time. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. Well, but... Whatever. All I know is that I got a actually surprisingly weird. For some reason, I got a really good dick. Okay, I I'm not trying to say. Uh, hey, all of you bitches listening, I'm not. I'm in love with one girl. Her name's Lori, and she's really fucking cute as fuck like that. But you know, if you're trying to fuck, like, and you're trying to get a good fucking eight inch, fucking inch dick, has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with love. You're trying to get some good dick. My name is Cool Skull, and I'll hit you up. My name is Cool Skull Forty Four on Instagram. Okay, all right, bitch, that's cool as fuck. But guess what? When you care about somebody, it's different. One hundred percent. And I'm not trying to say that it's what blah 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 about another time, professional time. But when it's different, you know it's different. Oh, I agree. I agree. I was actually just bitching to a friend about this. Like, I have sex. Way more regularly than a dude who looks like me should. <laughs> but I was bitching to a friend of mine, like, you know, there's been a lack of people I've actually connected with. Recently. Yep, exactly. Like, Why? Why? I don't fucking know. Why? No, for real. Why? Well, believe me, if I had the answer to that question, I would solve it. Well, generally, we both have orgasms, or at least I do. And then. <laughs> I'm sorry, young men who are fucking under the age of 18, who are fucking just learning out about how to be men. You have wimpy ass dads for fucking role models. I'm sorry. Hey, my name is Cool Skull. And I also had some my wimpy dad who was a role model for me, who loved his woman. But did not fucking back his shit up with like masculine shit and he did not fucking try to like tough it out. If you're under 18, please turn this off. 
about two hours. If you're so. under 18, don't fucking turn this on in the first place, you fucking retard. But if you're over 18 and you want to fucking impress a really fantastic woman who has an incredible pussy, then guess what? She's probably a sex worker and she probably also knows how to control her pussy because she's fucking done such a good job in the industry in the first place. And if you're fucking her, then guess what? You're very lucky. You're not a fucking one guy among many guys who fucked her. You're actually a king. This girl who, for some reason, cares a lot about you is actually trying to treat you like a king. And if you don't appreciate the fact that you're being treated like a king, then you're a fucking piece of shit who should not be fucking a sex worker. I, I agree. think. I agree. Well, and that's the thing. More people, like, if you ever ask your partner what her her or his numbers are, yep, exactly. walk the fuck away. Walk you're, away. You don't need it. You're never going to be happy with the answer. Yep. The answer will never satisfy you. And I wish that was something someone had told me in my 20s. Because I definitely had partners in my 20s that I was like, so how many people you fucked? This shit don't matter. It shouldn't matter. I'm sorry. And what then, matters is they're with you now. They're with, you know, okay. The girl that I'm with right now, she she's so kind to me. And she gives me all her time. When she has her time. She takes care of me. She makes me fucking waffles. She makes me fucking breakfast. She gives me fucking hugs. And she smooches. makes me feel special. She makes me feel very special. And for me to fucking disregard that and to throw that in the fucking garbage is so rude. And I've seen other fucking dudes throw that in the garbage. Well, because they don't think it's a rare commodity. They don't think it's a rare commodity. They think it's not fucking valuable. They're fucking assholes. And you don't treat sex workers with equality respect. And uh, you know, and uh, you know what? And I'm not really a big proponent of equality. I think I do not think people are equal. I think that people who work harder are equal with each other. And I think that, uh, and a lot of times, sorry, but social sex workers work harder than a lot of people with nine to five jobs. They do. They do. I couldn't pretend to actually like someone who's going to try to <laughs> rub their greasy genitals on me. Nope, I couldn't pretend to like it either. I, in fact, I've also been with girls who I was like not into it with, and they couldn't pretend it by accident. Right. Well, and that's the thing. No, not everyone is equal. Yep. If everyone was fucking equal, no one would be delivering my pizzas. <laughs> and society needs those people. I need pizzas delivered to me. I'm not hating on you. I actually have much love for you. I will tip the fuck out of you. <laughs> Big time. But you're I not a titan of industry right delivering my pizza. <laughs> the world needs you, though. The world <laughs> needs pizza delivery guys. And pizza delivery women. Pizza delivery people. It's 2019. Pizza delivery people. The world needs pizza delivery people. As long as it's not from fucking Postmates. Fuck you, Postmates. Oh, God. What's her fucking name? That fucking hot-ass, beautiful young girl. Fucking Audrey. Aubrey. Not not Aubrey Plaza. I mean, she's beautiful, too. But but that porn girl. uh, Oh, God. She's like a red-headed white girl. Oh, my God. That's my cup of tea, so I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about. Uh, well, you know what? I'll say who, who who I should say is April O'Neil. She's so hot. She's so cool as fuck. But I feel like some girls that I would be even like probably Andy Sandemus, like low key. If we had like a low key, like a really good like pizza gangbang, like prepared, they'd probably show up. You know what I mean? Like probably be like, all right, cool, whatever the fuck, like down for the clown or whatever the fuck. You I, know what I, I mean? 
other girls I've known Sandinus for so long and worked with her so much. I just don't think of her in a sexual light in any no. way to perform at this point. No. And actually, that's the weirdest thing is like I'll load up those porn. I'll like be like, dude, you're for my fucking roommate. Nah, I didn't do it. Like, not in the same way. You know what I mean? Because she's like actually like in my music videos. Like she's like cool. Like my best friend. I will just watch YouTube videos. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like certain homies would show up for the cash. Do you know what I mean? Like just to show up and like do it. And part of me would be like, all right, X, Y, Z would be really cool. But none of it would be cool without, to me, without a costume. Without a fucking alien costume. So we're back to the alien costume. No, I'm serious. We go back to the alien costumes. Why not? Because it's so fucking sick. I don't give a fuck who is in the fucking porno. Or even if I'm in the porno, it doesn't matter to me. I want to see the alien costume in the porno. It could be something. Whoa. Nope. Nope. Not happening. Good call. Good call. It could be some like fucking uh, Tony Clifton shit. Doesn't matter who's in the costume. Dude, we could have fucking, what's his name? The Really? Rocco Sifridi. We could have Rocco Sifridi in the porn, and I'll, I won't even be in it. We you get Rocco, the, nothing Rocco on, nothing on the Tony Clifton fucking reference? Well, I, didn't, I never got the Tony Clifton reference, I think. Oh, you mean like Andy Kaufman, Bob Zamuda dressing up as Tony Clifton? <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. This is a, any coffee dressing guy up as Tony Clifton. Would be yeah, like, uh, like, I'm like, you're a comedy fan. How'd you miss that one? How, what the fuck? I know I've given you a lot of whiskey, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> a little bit too much whiskey for Tony Clifton references, apparently. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, shit. No, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm actually a really big a Red Skelton fan, specifically, if you want to get nerdy about it. I'm really into Red Skelton because he was also not only a comedian, but a Christian. And I, I'm not saying that I'm completely Christian in my entire life, but my entire upbringing was based in Christianity. And Red Skelton, weirdly enough, interconnected with that because he donated to a lot of christian colleges and shit like that they have like there's a christian college amphitheater that has like a full-on studio that was donated by red skelton and i had no idea until like after i had learned about it so i don't know whether it comes into porn or music or whatever the fuck i believe that there's like jesus christ trying to work through it and be like you know what you know what dude like there's some really cool interesting people that like deserve to be exposed and talked about you know because I'll be honest. Sarah Hildebrand, one of my best friends in the entire world, never had sex with her. Just gave her a fucking hug one time when she fucking needed it. You know what I mean? Like some of my best roommates in the entire world. She's fucking, I, I'm going to say it without any obligation to say it in the first place. She's one of the most talented and personally intelligent people that I've known in my entire life. When it comes to like hanging out and saying, you know what, dude, you're my fucking best friend. Let's watch a documentary together. It's always some very challenging thing that she never knew about before. And she was like, you know what? Let me learn about this. This is very fascinating. And if I ever show her a documentary about something, hey, Sarah, you never knew about this. She was like, wow, that's really interesting. Let's put that on the TV and let's learn about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Intelligent people challenging themselves and consciously putting themselves in harm's way in terms of intelligence. Like, I don't know about this, but I want to learn more. Man, I'm glad I'm dumb as fuck. No, no, but I'm, but I'm serious. 
other people who consider themselves dumb as fuck challenging themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? I am. And I acting do. as though in, as though they were intellectuals and then getting invited to these fucking award ceremonies and then never winning anything. It pisses me off. It pisses me off. I want to fucking be at the next AVN Awards and be like fucking protesting. Why hasn't Daisy Ducati won fucking shit? You fucking losers. This bitch has been on her shit by herself for decades. For almost a decade now. And you fucking assholes won't fucking support her because she's independent. She's making her money by herself. I love you've Daisy. Had, and you've had Daisy Ducati in your own show. Oh, yeah. I love Daisy. Yeah. Her go way back. Fucking Daisy Ducati, Chaz Zlowski, those motherfuckers are fucking, in my opinion, outside of the industry, mature intellectuals. They are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. M- at, n- minus the bullshit. Minus the fucking impressive social garbage. These people are intelligent, high-functioning intellectuals who have read their bullshit, who know what the fuck they're talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do indeed. I know them both. I'm sorry. I'm going to go. I'm going to go off on a tangent after tangent after tangent if I get led in that direction. These things happen on this show. They've been known to happen once or twice. But these things piss me off because like, I just have so much love for certain specific people in the industry. (coughs) Whether it be music or porn or whatever the fuck. If you're specific and you're really genuine, I support you. I don't care how much money you have. You know what I mean? I've seen rich people who are genuine, and I've seen poor people who are genuine. It doesn't matter to me. You Generally, I see more poor people that are genuine than rich people. Well, a lot of people who are not genuine, who are rich, are mostly in it for clout. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I, it's a but the poor, a level of entitlement that. But the with. level of poor people who are genuine. There's less clout involved because they're genuinely just interested in like, wow, this is interesting to me. Well, I, I'm less judgmental on poor people who are less genuine because I often feel like they're just doing it to try to get by. Huh. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Like if you are being disingenuous because you're entitled or you just feel you can, fuck you. If you are being disingenuous because, hey... This is how I'm going to put food on my table tonight because otherwise there may not be. I respect that. That's a great point. I agree with that. Because then at least you're doing an, an, a podcast or whatever to feed your kids or whatever the fuck. I hope no one's podcasting to feed their kids. It's a bad <laughs> industry to get into if well, you want to try to feed your children. I hope if a podcast does feed someone's kids, I hope it does. Do you know, oh, if, I agree. If it does, I hope they do a good job. And well, I, I'm pretty sure it's feeding Rogan's kids pretty well. <laughs> Uh, Rogan's college age kids by now. Only one of them. His stepdaughter. <laughs> his stepdaughter is of college age. The rest of them are young. Oh God. Hey, hey, if you're one of Rogan's kids, do a good job. Work hard in school. There's a lot of things offered to you, but you can work, do a lot of great things with shit that's not offered to you immediately. So do a good job. Work hard and understand people and wash people's dishes if you stay at their home for free. That's it. Right? All I know is that a lot of fucking hipster American musician kids who got away with like what I did was basically like touring as a homeless hobo kid with like strippers and cool chicks who like thought you were cool enough or whatever, or who thought like, oh, cool, this guy's got a big dick. Like, let's fucking chill out with him or whatever the fuck. Let's just say, if you don't do dishes, that shit will not last for very long. I'm serious. 
And I know that sounds like bullshit, but if you're a fucking hipster cool kid and you don't do dishes, your shit is lasting maybe five, six months. Period. The end of it. If you're a hipster and you make crazy experimental music, but you do dishes, you will last longer because you'll make a lot of friends who will like appreciate you having at their house, right? Am, no, I, it, am I lying? Uh, you're not lying. It also reminds me of a hookup I had. <laughs> so this has to be 05. 05, 05 <laughs> okay. or 06. Okay, okay, that's reasonable. <laughs> My coworker slash boss at the time brought out his secretary and pretty much delivered her on a silver platter to me. Like she had recently broken up with her boyfriend, was on a rebound, thought I was cute. Her and I, the first night almost hooked up and then it didn't quite happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night two, you know, her and I end up back at her place and my boss slash, you know, her boss is like, yo, after it's finished, do her dishes. Oh my God. God, setting you up for the proper set away and go and gone. I laid no. mediocre pipe, as I've been prone to do. Wait, wait, like you rolled a bad blunt or like you read it? I you... fucked her mediocre. It was mediocre okay, pipe. Okay, okay, okay. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, we fucked a lot, but I'm, I'm not sure it was anything to ever write home about. You don't think she came or anything like oh, that? Oh, no, she came. But oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like. On her top 10 orgasms, I don't think I made the list. <laughs> Sadly, I know what you mean. Like, and, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, it's like going out to Olive Garden. Yeah, it's like, of course. Well, I enjoyed that, but it's not like, oh my God, fucking Olive Garden. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of breadsticks. It was a good time, but it wasn't like, <laughs> I get a lot of breadsticks in this bitch. Oh my God. But it's not like, Oh my god, I recommend Olive Garden to my fucking friends. <laughs> I wouldn't tell my friends to go to Olive Garden, but I fucked that bitch's pussy. <laughs> I did not do her dishes. I'm a bad person. Bird. I'm sorry. If you don't do a bitch's dishes, then you're a fucking bad person. I'm, sorry. I'm a bad person. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Did not do her dishes. <laughs> and what's super awkward is like 10 years later, my boss divorced and ended up marrying that girl. Wow. Damn. It's like... So the, the boss so, of that time divorced her and married her. And the same the, time that you divorced his, his wife at the time and then married... Around the same time that you fucked her. Shortly thereafter. Like, wow. And he set it up. He made it happen. Like, So you set me up to fuck your wife. All of you dumb bitches do this shit and it's really fucking annoying. I love you all. I'm serious. I really love all of you beautiful women who post of your amazing pictures on the internet, including and not limited to a lot of you beautiful porn girls, including Andy Sandemus and fucking April O'Neil and fucking Jenna Jordan. I'm sorry, all of you gorgeous, including fucking Sasha Gray, all you fucking hot ass bitches. And you post your free pictures online. Stop doing this dumb shit. I'm sorry. Make a fandom where they have to dress like you. You know, do something a little bit more intelligent because these bitches fucking copying you and left and right. And I see it and it's really sad and it's really stupid. But you can get yourself out of it if you make your own fucking comic book. And guess what? Pay a fucking cool skull who's actually giving you a comic book who can 
just off nowhere because I can draw shit. You dumb whores. I'm sorry. That's all I got to say. You don't say. You don't no, say. I'm serious. Because people who don't like understand the fact that they can make capitalism off of their own label and their own name don't understand what makes them valuable. They don't get what makes them so cool and it's half of it is their name. Well, hopefully they will learn in time. We'll see. We'll see. I own the URL too cool.me, so I'm doing okay for myself. You were definitely doing okay for yourself. With that URL, yeah, I'm fine. We're actually gonna call last call on this motherfucker. Wait, what? We're gonna call last call. Oh, what's that mean? We're gonna wrap this motherfucker up. Oh my god. Because no. we've been going, I mean, we've been going two hours twenty minutes already. Oh my god, we've been going too long for this interview already. Holy shit. And we didn't I'm even talk about your art or fucking your music. Like we've just been all over the fucking place. But if you want to talk about your art and your music, we can go a little longer. Okay, let's go a little bit around there right real all right, quick. All right. So, so what are you working stop. on these days? Shit. There is a very influential artist um, whom I have been influenced by for the last 10 years, since 2006, 2007. His name is M. Strange, And he's offered to actually fund my next feature film so long as I prevent present the next 30 seconds of the film so i was spending the last few years trying to kind of figure out what my story is what i want to do and everything that goes along with it and i have a lot presented and i'm just going to start releasing like a fucking public indiegogo campaign pretty soon because like i just have so much going on and i wanted to make like a 3d film and all this crazy bullshit but i greatly feel like there's some higher level angels that are like, yo, dude, chill out. Hold on. Do your homework a little bit longer. Do some research. Figure out what's going on. Learn about these comedians. Learn about these actors. Learn about a little bit more about what it takes to be on an onstage performer, presenter. And so I've been learning it. I've been going to the comedy store and I've been trying to go to the comedy improv and other sort of like stand-up comedy places because I feel like stand-up comedians are, in my view, the highest level of what I would consider comedic writers. 100%. Intelligent people who know jokes. Um, You've been hanging out with uh, Madison Sinclair a little bit, haven't you? Oh, my God, Madison. Holy shit. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever known in my entire life. And I really hope that, like... I worked some shit out with her because we've been making some comic book ideas and she has some really incredible comic book ideas and more than anything, I just want to give her a fucking big hug. She's just so smart and she's so intelligent and she's so creative in her writing capabilities. She writes shit I never would have thought about even though it's a very simple joke. I just never would have thought about it. I'm not a comedian. And she has an amazing, acute knowledge of what I can and cannot draw. And I I want to have sex with Madison Claire. Madison Sinclair. And I want to have to give her a fucking baby. And I want to get her fucking pregnant. And Does she know pregnant. that? Or do I have to cut this out of the fucking... No, 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 no. She doesn't, she doesn't know that. She but, will shortly. But also, you don't have to cut it out. But also, fucking uh, Lori, the fucking gorgeous-ass, beautiful woman who I've been spending most of my time with... I don't give a fuck which one I get pregnant first, but holy shit, I want to get one of them pregnant. You're like, I don't care which one I get first, but I'm going to get you both. I'm going to get you both fucking probably pregnant, and I'm going to fucking be a baby daddy, and I'm going to fucking figure it out and get my TV shows ready and fucking pay for both of those babies probably. And I'm just going to fucking get a bunch of land, fucking fucking hire these hoes and be like, yo, 
hey i love you and cool shit but like that but like fucking my one daughter's gotta go through like blah 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 school and this my other daughter's go to go through some other school you know if i'm fucking being like fucking mr pimp daddy i gotta probably have like a few different daughters you know i'm taking care of and be like yo yo i got some fucking land i'll take care of you you know and go go fucking learn how to walk the fucking fields go learn how to fucking take care of the animals and shit like that oh go learn how to trot and take care of shit that's cool i don't give a fuck i think if i got the both of these beautiful women pregnant i would be hella proud and i would have like some fucking gorgeous ass kids who were fucking take care of the future world you know what i mean i mean i'm pretty secure in my semen i think that my semen is going to take good care of whoever else and that goes for all of you fucking porn bitches who think you're never going to fucking find a baby daddy guess what if you take care of me and you're really cool with me and you don't do fucking stupid drugs while you're pregnant let's chill out let's hang whoa, out. whoa breaks breaks so i now manage one it will be a hundred dollars a shot <laughs> we're not giving away this gold for free <laughs> whoa 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 exactly Please get on the mailing list we will take care of you get on the mailing list i'm not just gonna fucking fuck some bitch for some fucking baby child support alimony bullshit i want you to really mean it really care and he's only a donor so you cannot come after him for any of his money exactly i don't have a fucking shit ton of money at all for now i wish for now for now and you know what right, right, I, right. but you gotta mm. protect yourself for when you do have money. If I did have money, you know what? I got to be honest. I would give all of it to my fucking future babies. Yeah. Depending I'll on how many like, babies you have, you got to divide it up. If I had three, four fucking babies, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it all to them. Because, hey, you know what? I might not live like 30 more years, but my babies might. You know what I mean? The fucking, they might have to fight off some Scientologists and shit. What the fuck? What, they need a few billion dollars for that. Torpedoes. They, Torpedoes. They Scientologists need, like boats. They mean they need money for the Sea Orc torpedoes. So what else you've been working on? All right, I've been working on a documentary slash album called Star Drain, where basically I work on a record for a few years, and then I have some friends collaborate on it, and I make some kind of bullshit that makes sense with it. I want to, in the future, make a company where we basically make vinyl records for subscribers. And the subscribers pay every three months for a new vinyl record, and then you hear new records and new tracks. They're exposed to new artists, but they're also exposed to the specific narrative in which we are presenting. So, silly question. Have you ever heard of Vinyl Me Please, one of the sponsors of this show? Uh, No, I've never heard of that Vinyl Me Please. I've never heard of that sponsor of the show. Vinyl Me Please. You will hear the ad at the beginning of this episode. Hell yeah. But they're a record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. Wow. And they send out a new vinyl every fucking month with exclusive content. And I will do ad reads at the beginning. So I will stop myself right now regurgitating the shit that I've read a hundred fucking times at this point. That's fucking awesome. Well, but the thing that fascinates me about that is because I'm into the illustration industry as well. And I, I think that people who are also interesting in vinyl will also be interested in having a comic book every three months or whatever. I agree. Well, and that's the thing I was talking about with someone else about recently was kids these days will never enjoy, know the joy of just selecting a fucking album at random because of the album art. Yep, exactly. The, 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 it's not the same. But if they have a subscription software, they probably will. 
because it'll just get it and it'll be fascinating and interesting right off the bat. So Final Me Please actually comes with a 12 by 12 album inspired art print with this album too. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's, and I hate to say I sound like a fucking dick sucker, but I've never even heard of this corporate company, but that's still really interesting to me. I'm serious. The ad read that really is coming at the beginning. I'm only breaking it up because they do sponsor the show. So, No, no, but seriously, in the end, I think a lot of companies who were very uh, fan-based in the beginning back in the day should just take themselves very seriously and say, oh, wait, we have like fans coming in. We should pay 60 cents per listener to have a fucking collaboration episode, to have their voice heard on one radio interview. Or something very small just to give them a tiny bit of gratification. Hey, I'm amazed they still are attached to this fucking shit show. <laughs> Hello, Vinyl Week, please. My name is Cool Skull, and I nice to welcome you to the Internet of Advertisements. And I think that you advertising on Matt Slayer's show is a great, intelligent, fantastic idea for you. And if you would like to get more advertisements, you should also work with me, Mr. Cool Skull, that is Juan Larespal. My email is Juan at K-O-O-L-S-K-U-L-L dot com. Thank you very much, and I would love to hear more from you in the future. We're actually going to, we are going to wrap this motherfucker up. Let's wrap this up. Let's do this. Where can we find you on social media? Where can we find all your art, your fucking music? Where can we find that shit? It's at Cool Skull with a K at Cool Skull 44 on Instagram and HTTP colon dash dash Cool Skull dot com. K-O-O-L-S-K-U-L-L dot com. And you can find my shit all over the internet, including in 4chan forums under anonymous names. You'll see me around. I'm a fucking piece of shit, and everyone hates me. I don't hate you. Shit. (laughs) Thank you very much. I wish everyone hated me because I'm an alienating piece of shit. Whatever. (laughs) Whatevs. Well, I thank you for your friendship and the friendship of my many friends who are also involved with porn and rock and roll and everything else. So thank you very much, Chazwazowski. Thank you very much, Ariel Pink. Thank you very much, uh, Daisy Ducati. Thank you very much, uh, Sarah Hildebrand and all my fucking homies at Cornhub, uh, the group. Cornhub? Did you say Cornhub? Cornhub is the name of the meme group that I have on Instagram. My really? Friends. Nice. And it's like Daisy Ducati and Andy Sandimas and a few. Where's my invite to this bullshit? I just never invited you to our friend to our friend group. It's like our little like poor people, people. I am like group of homies. I am the fat kid getting picked last at dodgeball right now. Like, oh hey, Daisy Ducati, Andy Sandimas, you know, Juan. These are all my friends. Like, uh, yeah, we'll pick Matt eventually. <laughs> Exactly. I'll add you to the Facebook group. I promise. <laughs> see how it is. I see how it is. As you see how it is, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Instagram. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And uh, Now We Drink. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Drink up. <laughs> <laughs>